Times when I'm flipping, bar sipping, car dipping, Grant Wood grain gripping, still tipping on still tipping on four rappers, four rollers, four rollers, four hoes, and no hackers, and no hackers, blowing on that endo, GameCube, Nintendo, five percent tent, so you can't see up in my window. These niggas don't understand me, cause I'm boss hog on candy. Top down at Maxis with a big Glock 9 handy. Up, creased up, stand dressed to impress. Big boss, bell buckle under my Mitchell and S. Oh, Gucci shades up on my braids when I escalate. When I'm riding spree well, sliding like an escapade. I got it made, the big boss of the north. Ain't shit change, I still represent with your house. Huh? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Jordan. And this is Desmond. And welcome to episode 23 of Two Black Nerds. Mm, 23. That's right. It's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment. As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support. And of course, join in on the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at two black nerds. We appreciate that. Love y'all, man. It's been a while since we've done this a long, long while. Uh, we've been, been on a bit of a hiatus, you know, but, uh, we definitely have an action packed episode today. There was no way that we can proceed and not do an episode. Um, obviously dedicated to DC FanDome, which just happened this past weekend. There's a ton, a ton to talk about from that from that event. Um, obviously there's some great TV shows that we gotta mention, such as Lovecraft Country and I May Destroy You. And there's just a, a bunch of other stuff um, that we gotta address from TV to movies to video games to music. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a giant, giant episode today, y'all. So let's just get ready and dive right into it, man. Let's go right for it um yep. again dc fandom happened this past weekend this was the first ever event that dc put on that was uh, essentially their own version of comic-con right mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. obviously with everything that's changed in the world everything has moved to a virtual you know space dc fandom was the first event of its kind uh it was a 24-hour event everything was virtual and they were you know hosting a variety of panels and and talks to to really unveil a lot of their upcoming uh slate in terms of movies and television and video games and so it was a huge event we're obviously going to break down all of the specifics such as the batman such as the suicide squad wonder wonder woman 84 uh the snyder cut of justice league and of course the video games gotham knights and suicide squad but before we get into all of that before we talk about our thoughts with those things man i just want to ask you you know really quickly up front what were your overall impressions with the event and how did you feel the the whole production of it when how it played out boy what an event dc it was just overall a good day it was a good day um started at what about 1 30 eastern time went to about nine probably yep. i'd say mm-hmm. close to nine o'clock and it was le- quite legit non-stop entertainment for me almost every single panel every single 
um, every single hour, honestly, was something captivating for me personally. And it was really amazing. I think it's something, if you're a DC fan, I think you also had a great day. Um, this was the content we've been looking for for a long time. It it brought a little bit of light uh, to the to the August that we've all been having. You know what I mean? So it was pretty amazing. I really have no complaints, honestly. What about you, man? What did you think? You know, I, I would agree with a lot of that, man. I thought it was uh, very well produced. I thought that it was very professional, but it was still fun. I really loved, you know, we'll talk about obviously the panels and the big things that happened. But I think in between, I really loved all of the the extra touches that that they added. You know, because we can't be in person and have an actual, you know, sort of Comic-Con event. Uh, I love that they showcased like people's fan art that they submitted. And they showcased, yeah. you know, people's, you know, tattoos and their ink, you know, dedicated to DC characters. And it was truly, you know, meant to represent like this global worldwide event so they had people Mm -hmm. sort of moderating from from really all over the world you know representing a variety of countries um so i just thought it was a really a really great touch and it was world-class uh entertainment on their part and of course you know um everything that they revealed was just magnificent it was just super entertaining very engaging um and the last thing i'll say you know before we get into it is that i just think uh, it really solidified DC's, you know, direction for the next few years. And I think, yeah. you know, they've had their problems and issues mainly with their movies. I think they do everything else um, exceptional, exceptionally. But with their movies, you know, there's been some hiccups and some, you know, some some missteps along the way. But I think with this event, yeah. man, they are solid. They have a plan. They have a vision moving ahead. And that just gave me so much reassurance as a, as a huge fan of all DC properties and their comics mm-hmm. and their characters that they're going to do some incredible stuff over these next few years so looking forward to all of it for sure man um you know so with that said man let's just go right into it let's dive right in we're gonna start with probably the biggest and best news that came out of the weekend at least for me i mean jesus this was this was what we waited for all day this was the final panel that happened Obviously, we're talking about Matt Reeves, the Batman film, which was the main event of the entire DC FanDome event on Saturday. They saved the best for last, in my opinion. to be. 
You're part of this too. How am I part of this? You'll see. It was an incredible, incredible thing to see. Uh, for about 20, 25 minutes, we had Matt Reeves talking about the movie. And I would say I could listen. That to him. was amazing. I could listen to him talk about that movie all day. Cause all day. The way he broke it down and how eloquently he spoke about the character of Batman and the universe he was building. It was amazing, man. Like It was just great to hear like how in tune and how much of a fan of the character he is and he talked about how this is going to be a year two story for batman and bruce wayne and so it's not an origin story per se however they are going to dive into really the origins of the the main antagonist and villains in the movie such as the riddler and the penguin and, and catwoman like we're going to see them not really fully fleshed out villains but they're going to be coming into their own right um yeah. and one of the things that he pointed out during the panel that that really stuck out to me and you know i'm sure you felt the same way just being a big big cinephile man like his inspirations he talked about a lot of gritty 70s crime thrillers you know and detective stories that were his 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 inspirations Mm -hmm. such as you know the french connection taxi driver chinatown i was like oh my god like if that's if that's the type of movie we're getting this is going to be amazing um so great stuff that came from him um and then you know obviously after he spent time you know really talking about that and diving into you know what's going to make up this movie in this universe uh he went ahead and he showed us the very first teaser to the batman which is slated to come out in October of 2021. Uh, before we talk about this, I just want to point out, man, that this trailer, he said this is only about 25% of the movie that they've been able to shoot because Wild. the pandemic, you know, is obviously shut down productions all across the world. So they've only produced maybe about a fourth of this movie on film. So what we saw, which was quite a lot, is not even half of what we're going to get in this movie. But with all of that said, man, we saw the trailer. It's finally revealed to us what the tone and the style of this movie is going to look like. Go ahead, man. Give me your thoughts and impressions on that trailer. Oh, man. When I I, I heard the tape at the beginning of the trailer, and I said, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but I like the ambiance already, bro. This is an intro into a a riddler we've never seen before instantly right we're used to the 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 jim carrey you know what i mean kind of uh silly we're like you know kind of riddler and joker kind of had a couple little similarities you know but this riddler is wild let me tell you this trailer was probably i don't know it's probably it's probably one of the greatest trailers i've seen and i don't know it's because i was excited <laughs> right or if it's just the anticipation of the film but it's crazy to have 25 percent of a movie done and you give us a nice two minutes of Batman greatness that I look forward to. Um, this trailer was, it was fresh. It actually gave us something new quite almost instantly. Like I said, with uh, showing the Riddler in the beginning, it gave us uh, glimpses at the characters that he promised that he was going to give us. He gives us the, he gives us the, 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 he gives us the Colin Farrell as the penguin who, what? This, Man. I don't even. I'm. I don't know if that's really him. I'm still not convinced that's him. <laughs> in the trailer, that makeup they is crazy. That makeup is wild. Paul Dano as the Riddler is gonna go crazy. Um, he gives us Jeffrey Wright as Jim Gordon instantly at the beginning of the trailer. Perfect who, casting. Perfect casting. He can. He Jeffrey Gordon can already do no wrong. So this is already amazing. Uh, within itself, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. We see in the trailer. Man, and we get like this super emo. Robert Pattinson Batman 
Yep. Which I am, again, I'm just very, very excited for, man. It was a well-done trailer. We get a sliver of action, a sliver of character building, and this, just this, again, this really two-minute trailer. And it really was um, one of the best trailers I've seen in a while and the highlight of the night by far, um, for sure. And I'm just really excited, to be honest, of everything that's going to come out of this. A hundred percent, man. Uh, this trailer absolutely won the day uh, for me, and I think the same for a lot of people. Um, I got way more than what I expected to receive from it. Like, way I knew we were going to get more. a first look. I knew we were going to see something. I'm thinking maybe a scene, but to have a full teaser trailer drop, you know, over a year in advance is a, is a great gift for us. But uh, this was a phenomenal trailer and a phenomenal first look at this film. It looks like it's going to be the most grounded version of Batman we've ever seen uh, on the big yeah. screen, even more so than mm -hmm. the Chris Nolan movies, because even those movies, uh, as grounded as they were, uh, there's still an uh, an element of fantasy to them. There's still like kind of some wacky, crazy shit that happens in them, like in all three movies yeah. that are very heightened sense of reality. But this one, man, this feels like this is happening in your neighborhood, down the street. Um, the vibe and the tone of the trailer instantly, as soon as it starts really feels and looks like a David Fincher movie. Like, I damn near thought that mm. he might have made this because yeah. it feels like Seven. Like, if you've ever mm. seen Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, like the whole murder mystery detective story yep. that, that takes place in that movie. It felt like yep. that. And even the Riddler, you know, Paul Dano's the Riddler that we're seeing, he kind of looks like the Zodiac killer almost too, which is, you know, again, that's another, mm. obviously a real life story, but David Fincher directed Zodiac. So I felt a lot of those yeah. vibes and Great we're movie. really, we're, we're really getting into the detective side of Batman, right? Like that's going to be something mm -hmm. that's been touched on in other films, but it's going to be really expanded upon here. You obviously mentioned the cast, which is a phenomenal cast. We've been talking about about this for you know since we started the podcast like how great this cast was that they were putting together uh yeah. paul dano as you mentioned great actor if you need to watch anything with paul dano in it the two things that i would recommend in particular because they showcase great performances of him acting opposite of other great actors is uh him and there will be blood um yep. opposite right acting um right next to um um, Daniel Day-Lewis, that, that's a phenomenal performance. And then also in Prisoners, you know, what he does with Hugh Jackman in that movie is just chilling and insane. And I think very much going to reflect some of the some of the characteristics that he might bring to this character um, in yep. The Riddler. But, yeah, it's unlike anything we've ever seen. And, of course, we got to talk about that damn fight scene. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh Yo. my God. When I tell y'all that this type of Batman choreography is what real Batman fans have been wanting for such a long time, this is going to be, again, like the fight scenes and the choreography in this movie are going to be things that we've never seen before. And what I appreciate most about that particular scene where we see him just beat the shit out of that, out of that, you know, <laughs> gang member, like he just pummels his face. Um, it was just a, a single shot. There was no, you know, cutting. There was no shaky cam. It was a wide shot, a single take. And we just got a chance to see how fucking fast and how brutal Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to be in he this was movie. Whooping that ass, whooping Man, that ass. He is going to be coming for necks and breaking all sorts of limbs and bones all over the place. I just can't wait to see it really unfold. But uh, man, it just got me super amped for this movie. I can't, I can't fucking wait. Like it's gonna be, it's gonna be something different and amazing. And it feels, it feels like unlike anything else. And Last thing I, you know, I'll point out is that I, I appreciate that this is going to be its own thing. It's going to be its own universe. There is yeah. no, there is no DCEU when it comes to this. Yeah. Um, they're working on this movie, 
And then they're also working on the Gotham Central HBO series, which we know yep. now is going to be set in year one and it's going to be a prequel to the movie. So that's going to examine, you know, sort of the first appearances and sightings of the Batman and how that influences like the the corruption in Gotham. But this story, man, is going to be it's going to be intense. And I think the Riddler for what he's going for might be the perfect villain. Uh, and he talked about how. You know, Bruce Wayne is going to have to really reckon with his past and, and, and really sort of reflect on how his parents and his his legacy and his lineage has sort of influenced and maybe been directly involved with the corruption in Gotham. If you look at all mm-hmm. the different clues in the trailer, I think that this is going to be a very personal story to the Bruce Wayne character. And uh, it'll be it'll be great. It'll be really great. Yeah, it's it's so perfect that Matt Reeves has decided, you know, to take a peek into the second year. You know, one, we don't we don't go back to our origin story. We're done with we're done with the pearls in the alley. We're done with you know what I mean? We're <laughs> yeah. done with all that now. He, Matt Reeves said we're in a time where it's it we're we're acknowledging the beginning years of Batman without the origin. That's so great to me. He uh, one of my favorite things he talked about um, during, um, of course, his interview where he, he was saying how how practical all everything is, the costumes are, how we're in year two of Batman, so Batman's still figuring it out, right? Yep. And so there's these little details where there's still gashes in the side of his mask that are just like because he's still figuring it out he's still getting hit sometimes you yeah. know his his suit isn't perfect yet as you can see in the trailer he got on like these normal looking boots <laughs> right like like in the trailer and so it's just everything is just so grounded like you mentioned before and i think it's i think it's going to be amazing and a great take man yeah and uh i really loved in the trailer too how batman is kind of like He's kind of out there, too. Like, we know him to be a character that, you know, operates and works in the shadows and in the dark. But, like, in the opening scene, when he's at that crime scene after the Riddler has killed, Mm -hmm. presumably it looks like maybe the mayor of Gotham. um, He's out in, you know, in the open with Gordon, with all of those FBI, uh, you know, officers with the, you know, the Gotham City Police Department. Coroners are there, you know, lab specialists are there, and Batman is just like out in the open amongst all of them, and we haven't we haven't really seen that. Like, obviously, he's a loner, and we've seen in prior movies that he's interacted directly with Jim Gordon, but he always does it on a really, um, you know, sort of a a, a very private, you know, mm-hmm. space. He never really reveals himself to others, but like here, he's just kind of out there, and I think yep. I think we'll be able to also see like how some people are like warming up to the idea of, of a Batman, but he's also still a vigilante that people are you know scared of and he's still kind of mm-hmm. mythical and you don't know if he if he actually exists so there's like these stories like of this bat that dresses up and like beats around criminals and that like it's i think it's all just going to create a, a, an excellent atmosphere for right. this version of gotham and what they're trying to do with like the criminal underworld and, and really bringing him into the story uh we should also note like andy circus we didn't see him in the trailer but andy circus is going to be alfred we heard his voice um, Crazy. i'm excited to see his take on that uh and john taturo who's a phenomenal actor he's going to be playing carmine falcone so it looks like between carmine and oswald cobblepot they're really going to be examining criminal underworld you know uh mm-hmm. uh you know dealings within gotham and how that's going to play into the story so so much to so much to look forward to uh i know as we I said can feel, go ahead i can feel the uh i can feel the sequel already oh man <laughs> the, the universe is ready the universe i can feel the sequel already. yeah this, this is a three movie arc at least um yeah. for sure there's so much to, to to pull from in mind so yeah just can't wait for it 
Um, the Batman scheduled to come out October 1st, 2021. They're scheduled to start uh, restart production in September. Uh, they've been shooting in the UK. Hopefully everything goes smooth and, and safely so we can, you know, mm-hmm. at some point really see this movie and we can be in theaters and, and really enjoy it for what it is. So let us know what you think about the Batman. Uh, did you watch the trailer or how many times did you watch it? Did you watch it like 75 times like I'm sure we both did? Um, yeah. And definitely hit us up and let, you, let us know what you thought about the Batman trailer. Um, we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, to more obviously from DC fandom the Batman wasn't the only thing that we saw we also got our very first looks at at the Suicide Squad which is also coming next year um, in August 2021 we officially got a full casting character reveal from James Gunn the director and we also had a, a nice you know behind the scenes first look at the film too they don't have a full trailer because they're still editing much of the movie um, but we got some behind the scenes looks and, and a few a few shots of footage from the film but Let's talk about this cast first, though, man. What the mm-hmm. hell? Like, what the hell? This is insane. Like, I gotta say, like, we'll talk about some of these specifics. I ain't gonna hold anybody, and I'm not gonna lie and act like I know everybody in this. Like, some of these characters, I just straight up, I've never really heard of, and I, I don't know anything yeah, about. Like, I'm like, oh, he reached deep into the DC bag to create this it. character of Suicide Squad, uh, this roster. It. But it's so cool, man. Like, we're bringing back a few people from that first movie. Viola Davis is coming back. Joel Kinnaman and Margot Robbie, they're coming back, and also uh, Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang. But there's so many new people. We have, you know, Michael Rooker is coming and playing Savant. John fucking Cena is playing Peacemaker. Crazy. Uh, Polka Dot Man is going to be in this movie. We found out Idris Elba's playing Bloodsport. Um, Taika Waititi is going to be in the movie. I have a theory that he's going to be the voice of King Shark, who we also found out is another main <laughs> member of the Suicide Squad. King Shark is a shark. King Shark that's, is a shark. That's, that's, that's what he says all the time. Oh, King my shark God. Is a shark. <laughs> like, this is a crazy fucking lineup for the Suicide Squad. Uh, let's let's talk about it, man. How, how are your feelings and thoughts about just seeing so, this full cast so reveal? First of all, I just want to say the fact that James Gunn is actually doing the polka dot man <laughs> tells me that this is the most bold <laughs> crazy the most bold crazy man bonkers <laughs> fucking movie ever i have ever seen bro this is so tight uh james gunn who better to direct a movie like this first of all yeah than james gunn the man behind guardians you know like he he automatically is like to me instantly known as the man to take unknown characters and make a, he's going to make you a fan instantly like i guarantee you by the end of this film we'll know at least 80 percent of these characters and we'll love them in some form or fashion um just because the way james gunn is able to convey a bunch of different characters on screen at the same time and so i'm really excited what i do love also about the cast they brought back all the characters that worked the best in the original yep uh with the viola davis being amanda waller with you know bringing back Margot and same with uh jai courtney's captain boomerang like we're getting all the the things that work the best in the original film and we're bringing those back and then we're adding all the james gunn's amazing ideas on top of it and so um man this movie's gonna i think this movie's gonna be crazy too (laughs) i can't believe they're coming out like two months from each other it's already wild in my head yeah like (laughs) insanity man Um, it's crazy I, i think it's so funny to me too like you know, we both we both watch wrestling, so like mm-hmm. to know that <laughs> to know John Cena is as a person, and to see the character that he's playing, and he himself has described Peacemaker as a douchier Captain America, Captain America, yeah. and I'm like, 
Oh man, that's perfect casting for John Cena. Mm-hmm. On top of the fact that it's it's just so funny to me that in Guardians of the Galaxy we have Batista as yeah. Drax, and now mm-hmm. in the Suicide Squad we have John Cena as Peacemaker. And any if anybody knows anything about wrestling in that specific era, like you know John Cena and Batista, they were like top two people in the industry at that point in time. Yeah. And I would wager to say if John Cena is able to make it through the movie, if he does not die, uh, because with this large of a cast. That Suicide Squad name is going to be put to use. Some people are going to go. Oh, um, yeah. For sure. But if, if he's able to make it through the movie, I wouldn't be surprised, man, if this, if this might be a breakout role for John Cena. I think mm-hmm. that James Gunn can bring some, some things out of him as an actor that we haven't seen thus far. He has a lot of potential, you know, with the roles that he's been choosing. So I'm excited to see him in particular. Idris Elba's Bloodsport. I can't wait for that. He seems to. Crazy. Yeah, he seems to fit right in with this whole style and aesthetic. And like you mentioned, bringing back all the things that worked from the first movie like that was a smart decision and i think us as an audience we're able to discern like yeah you know that 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 movie happened and you know we know that you know viola davis and margot robbie were in that movie but this is something different this is a different vision this is a different Mm -hmm. story and it just looks fun and that behind the scenes feature was incredible it just looks like they had a blast making this movie there's going to be so much action and crazy shit happening uh they described it as like a, a a 70s war movie mixed in with James Gunn's, you know, sense of humor and his sensibilities. That's an excellent combination. Um, you know, who and like you mentioned, who better to bring this to life, this ensemble cast and these crazy, wacky characters. Fucking Weasel, the the the, the thinker, uh you talked about Pokemon uh not Pokemon, Polka Dot Man, like it's yep. just it's just gonna be insane. I, I just can't wait for the movie. I, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I love how uh, he keeps using his brother too. <laughs> oh, Sean! So yeah, Sean got, Gunn. yeah, we got Sean Gunn as as Weasel here, and then you know we yeah. had him in uh, Guardians. Uh, yeah. Was that two? Guardians uh, two? Yeah, or and three? He, yeah, and two, and he or does two. the he, two, and he does the motion capture for Rocket too. Um, yeah, in, yep. in, in those movies, so and then also bringing cool. Michael Rooker back. You know, his frequent collaborator, and he's going to be Savant. Mm-hmm. So great stuff, man! So excited. Uh, definitely looking forward to the Suicide Squad that is coming. I, I um, do have August a theory, 2021. by the way. Oh. Will Smith is coming back in the in the post credit scene. Oh yeah, that's a surprise. I think that's happening for sure. I, I think this is going this is going to be post credits and Deadshot's going to be back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Will Smith is uh, definitely a part of this movie. Him and James Gunn are keeping it top secret because that'll be an excellent reveal at the end of the movie. Yeah. That'll be so fun to see Deadshot, you know, come back into this lineup. Um, so yeah, man, looking forward to it. Suicide squad coming August of 2021. Um, we're going to keep rolling, man. Wonder woman, 84 drops yep. their second official trailer. Uh, wonder woman, you know, is supposed to already be out. Technically it was supposed to come out in June of this year. Uh, coronavirus had other plans for it it's still not out um so we're gonna you know see this movie eventually but we got our second full-length trailer for wonder wonder woman 84 um and i would just go go ahead and start by saying like you know it it just reaffirmed for me that like i'm ready to see this movie i've I've been excited about it ever since it was announced like i've been looking forward to it uh we saw a couple of new things like i think we got a really great sense of the story with this Mm -hmm. trailer and what it's going to be about we're going to see how much of a influence you know maxwell lord is going to be in this movie uh pay play by pedro pascal um so he's going to really be sort of ominous and and looming large in this film and of course you know we got our first official look um at cheetah Kristen wig like um i guess i can't really say in the outfit because it looks like mostly a cg creation Mm -hmm. in the trailer but we got our first look at cheetah and that and that showdown between her and wonder woman and i gotta say i didn't love the look of cheetah at least from Mm -hmm. this trailer and 
you know, maybe it's because I'm watching at my TV at home. Cause, you know, I think yeah. sometimes we see this stuff like it looks a lot better on a big screen. You know, yeah. VFX are fully finished and stuff like that. So I don't want to judge it and go hard on it too much. But when I saw it, I was a little underwhelmed. But I'm also mm-hmm. I'm also just still holding out. Um, you know, till we see the film to make a full judgment on the look of Cheetah, because I was like, yeah. ah, it looks okay. It's not terrible. Look, she looks okay, but we'll see more of like what the what the final product is when the movie comes out. But yeah, ultimately, I would just say I'm again, I'm just more than ready to see this movie whenever whenever we can, and it, it looks great. Wonder Woman looks great. I think it's gonna be fantastic, and also, um, Chris Pine as Steve Trevor. I think he's excellent and you know he's probably going to steal the show once again like he did in the first movie so just excited for all of that stuff man really looking forward to it yeah i agree with the the cheetah sentiment 100 percent uh i just think it's unfinished like i was looking at it and i was like hmm this doesn't look as badass as i thought it would but it's okay <laughs> right. because i think it will you know i think i think it will um when it's all said and done but we'll see um something else i'm also holding out for but yeah man i love the you know i've, I've been riding for wonder woman 84 <laughs> since i was done watching the first one i was like all right patty time for that second one Let's what go. you gonna give us <laughs> i noticed uh i know i noticed uh in- invisible jet gonna come out of nowhere yes at sir. some point <laughs> yes sir uh, we we still got some bad shit crazy stuff happening in the trailer we get a better look at her grappling lightning <laughs> oh my goodness uh we get hope, hopefully we get uh some more old school themascara stuff i love seeing that i love seeing the women um at themascara they just look so badass every time hopefully she throws like you know some nubia stuff in there because <laughs> nubia is cool as shit too but uh like you said i'm ready i'm just ready to see it at this point it should have been out but it's just gonna stack their 2021 even more if that's what it gets pushed back to so that's very true. You're right about that. They already got three movies scheduled for next year, and uh, depending on how things go, it seems like they're committed to a theatrical release. Um, it could it could be per- pushed back a little bit further into this year, maybe even early next year. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, what did you think of the Wonder Woman eighty four trailer? Are you ready to see this movie? Um, are you willing to wait for it? Just you know, hit us up on social at Two Black Nerds and let us know. Uh, the next thing, man, we got to talk about the Snyder Cut. That trailer drop. Zack Snyder's yep. Justice League. We got our first official look, um, full length look at his version of the justice league um you go back into our archives we've talked you know at length about the the whole production and process of this movie and how it came about we found out a few new details man which are you know going to be really interesting obviously we know that this version of the of the movie his version is going to come next year 2021 on hbo max uh we found out that this is going to be separated into a four-part uh four-hour mm-hmm. miniseries on hbo max which we'll talk about that uh and then we also know that there's going to be much more uh story story elements included in this version there's going to be a lot more with you know the flash uh he called cyborg the heart of the movie um and you know this trailer i mean they didn't bury the lead at all. The very first shot is of Darkseid in the very yeah. first shot of the trailer. And uh, we know that Darkseid was essentially completely removed from the theatrical version. Uh, but Zack mm-hmm. Snyder's version, Darkseid will have a presence, um, likely in, in some of those flashback scenes. Um, and, you know, some 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 of those nightmare sequence scenes that, that we've um, seen sort of alluded to. So Darkseid will have a presence in this film. Um, we also got a look at, at Desaad, uh, the character, which was also not in the theatrical version, but that's like Darkseid's right-hand man. Um, Steppenwolf, the look is completely changed from the theatrical version, which looks goofy as fuck, looked ridiculous, like a 2006 cartoon. Uh, we're going to get a version that's closer to what we saw in that deleted scene of Batman versus Superman. There's Black Suit Superman, which... 
WB initially said, you can't have this in your movie. Zack Snyder kind of said, fuck you, and put on an outfit that he knew that he could change in VFX later to make it black if he wanted to. Very smart yeah. on his part. Uh, we saw Iris West, who was also cut out completely from the theatrical cut. There's going to be a lot of shit in this four-hour version of Justice League. Uh, and I got to say, man, I liked the trailer. I thought it was great. It was a great mm-hmm. great way to get, get us excited about the film. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're still a long way away, so some of the shots are shots that either ended up in the theatrical cut or we saw in like earlier trailers from a few years mm-hmm. ago, but there's so much still there's so much work left to be done on this movie um or on this mini series i should say so i think it was just a great way you know whether it's a year out or a little bit under a year out to get us excited to get us thinking about it to 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 make us remember like oh yeah there's still a a whole new justice league movie and you know for it to be four hours this is gonna be damn near a completely different experience of what we saw in the theater um and i've seen a few like side-by-side comparisons on youtube of people like comparing a theatrical cut to what they saw in this trailer comparing shots and different effects and how things are going to change mm-hmm. um it's just such an anomaly of a movie we we haven't really gotten anything like this lately so it'll be interesting to see but i'm excited about it man what did you what did you think about that trailer that we saw yeah man i'm i'm super interested in everything that's about to happen dog like if we've talked about this several times, I do not like Justice League, boy. I do not like that movie. It's not and a good I, movie. I think it's not a good movie. And as a big Justice League fan, you know what I mean? As a DC fan, there's nothing more frustrating than watching that movie <laughs> and watching all the bad things that are happening um, go on in that movie. And it's a number of things, right? It's the writing. It's CGI things going on. It's whatever it is. It's a lot going on. So I'm excited to see finally see Zack Snyder's his version of the film um whether it ends up good or bad honestly because I want to know what it was like what his vision was from the get-go you know and so I'm excited to finally get to see that I'm also finally uh, excited to see Zack Snyder's also a nerd bro (laughs) big time no reason he's dark side is just keeps popping up first and we're like (laughs) yes show us more dark side um and another thing I'm really excited for is black suit Superman, the recovery suit. First of all, if you if 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 y'all know anything about Superman, you can't have the death of Superman and not have the recovery suit, right? Um, it's mad important, you know. Superman dies, his 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 bots bring him back. You know what I'm saying? Um, with uh, the recovery suit, so he can. Um, I guess intake more of the sun's rays, you know what I mean, to to come back to life. The the public sees him in the black suit. He has long hair all of a sudden. Everyone's like, who the hell is this thing that looks like Superman? <laughs> and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm just excited to see, I guess, um, you know, a, a little bit more homage to um the some some original comic book content or you know uh even animated film content um shown in live action. And I think Zack Snyder is the nerd to bring us a lot of that. Um, of course, still. I'm pissed at Ezra Miller as the Flash, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> we will, we will get to Ezra Miller. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get to Ezra Miller. But uh, other than that, I'm 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 excited to see it. Four hours is crazy. That's a lot of content. I, I was going to ask you, how do you feel about you know the separation? We I know we talked when we initially revealed the news, uh, or we talked about the news in in one of our previous shows. Uh, there was still the question up in the air as to whether it was going to be you know mm-hmm. one just like long giant three and a half four hour movie, or if they were going to separate it into a miniseries. And I mean, we don't know. They'll probably release it weekly. That's typically what HBO does. But then he said that there's also going to be a version available at the end of it where you can watch it all together. But how do you feel about that sort of release strategy that is going to be released in episodes instead of one full length movie? I think it makes sense because 
of the medium they're going with, right? HBO still is a channel, <laughs> so they can't just take up four hours of HBO's channel time. You know what I mean? They have to literally, quite literally put it out in little hour sequences. So I think for practicality reasons, it makes sense. That's what kind of what they have to do, I think. Um, if not, they just either got to give it to us on VOD. <laughs> or it come out with a whole nother theatrical release and you know they don't I don't think they want to do either one of those things. So I think it makes sense. Although me personally, you could just give me the four hours. I'm gonna watch the four hours. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but I get it. I get why they they have to do it like this. I get why they have to do it. Yeah, agreed. I think the nerds and us see we we could definitely we can carve out four hours to make sure we watch that 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 deal. And I still will even after it's all released. Um right. But it, it'll be an advantage to them that they can, uh, you know, probably release it weekly and, you know, keep the conversation going over, you know, probably a, mo- a month's length of time. You know, they'll be able yes. to keep this sort of at the forefront of conversation each and every week. There, there, You know, there's going to be a beginning and an end to every episode um, that comes out. So that'll be exciting. That'll be different, mm-hmm. you know, than what we got. So I'm, I'm at least looking forward to that. But yeah, man, it's coming out next year. HBO Max. It'll be exclusive to that platform uh, for those outside of the U.S. Uh, they said that there will be plans for some sort of international distribution strategy we don't know yet what that looks like but there will be some sort of release strategy there um so yeah man let us know if you're excited for Zack snyder's justice league coming out next year um so that's all the movie news man but of course dc fandom fandom excuse me was not just movies but it was everything so that includes video games and wow it it just it just kept getting better right like we even got amazing looks at video games we got Mm -hmm. two games in particular two first looks at video games um one is coming out next year the next one is coming out in 2022 we're gonna start and talk about gotham knights so we got our first look at gotham knights which is going to be developed by warner brothers montreal um and that's going to be coming out next year and really this four minute trailer gave us a a really a good look into what the story is going to be there's been a lot of rumors in terms of what this game is going to be about a lot of rumors that the court of owls is going to be involved and we've we got that confirmed that the court of owls will be in this game as sort of you know, at least one of the main antagonists. Uh, mm-hmm. But what we found out specifically in the, is that in this game, Bruce Wayne is dead. Batman is gone. Uh, Batman he is gone. He is no more. And so the right. opening, the opening minute is uh, Bruce leaving a message um, to to Robin, Nightwing, Red Hood, and Batgirl, essentially placing Gotham in their hands. You know, essentially yeah. telling them that they're going to be the new protectors of Gotham since he is he's now dead apparently in this universe. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we will be playing in this game as Robin, Nightwing, Batgirl, and Red Hood. We're getting the Bat family in a video game, which is phenomenal i think i think that's great great stuff i've been looking for more batman family type of stuff you know they've teased around with it in the animated movies uh i hope one day we can get a live action movie where that becomes like a full fully realized vision but at least this video Mm -hmm. game has given it to us man and and again the court of owls seems to be the main antagonist behind everything um also we know mr freeze is going to be a villain in the game as well but we got a we got a nice cinematic trailer but then we also got some gameplay footage as well and it just it looks gorgeous it looks really really cool it looks really fun i can't wait to get my hands on it uh what did you think about you know obviously the story that we've learned about with this game but then also just how it looked in the fact that we be playing as these other characters man i think a lot of people are going to shy away from this game initially because they're such big batman fans and there's no batman <laughs> but i think if you're a deeper fan you know i think surface level fans would be like oh, i don't know if i'm interested in that but the real batman fans oh this is going to be amazing um yep. we finally get our hands first of all the biggest aspect of this game that is important to note is that it is 
four player co-op. Oh man. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Excuse me. <laughs> Do you know you know how crazy that sounds? Like it's this is low key their answer for uh Marvel Avengers coming out. We'll talk about that later too. But mm-hmm. this is like they're like, okay, Batman game, but how do we make it multiplayer? Oh, we know. There's a whole Bat family that we have that we can choose from. And they did it. They went and they did it. And I think this is going to be um, an amazing co-op game, bro. Everybody can be uh, a part of the Batman family together if they want on the couch, on the internet, whatever it is. And I think it's going to be phenomenal. I think the story is going to be fun. If you played any of the Arkham series, um, I think you're going to have a great time because it looks like the very similar fight system. Um, a lot of it's the same engine. Everything is the same, but it's co-op. The world is bigger. Um, there's a lot more going on. Um, even the sequence we've seen in the trailer with Mr. Freeze was crazy. Um, and I think I think it's just going to be a good time. Uh, yeah, for sure. A very bold move to kill off Batman and say he's not going to be the main player in the game, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Uh, so I think it'll definitely grow over time for sure. It might not be the biggest hit when it comes out, but I think you know it's a qual- we know we know that you know WB they put out quality games, whether it's WB Montreal or Rocksteady, which we're going to talk about their game. Um, yeah. They put out quality stuff, man, and the whole Arkham series up until this point has just been nothing but amazing quality. And that co-op is just going to be it's just going to be a good time. And and you know we we now know that that's not going to be the only four-player co-op game uh we found out that rocksteady um who started the batman arkham franchise they're Mm -hmm. developing their own game suicide squad kill the justice league which is coming out in 2022 we got a cinematic trailer for this film uh that shows us the main characters that we're going to be playing as which will be harley quinn deadshot boomerang and king shark i think it's funny you know we talked about that first look of james james gunn suicide squad movie it seems like the fact that we'll play as harley quinn Deadshot and Boomerang, they said like, yeah, let's take those three because they definitely worked in that movie. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playable characters, and then we're going to throw in like, we know he's a beloved character, but he's also just crazy and wacky as fuck. King Shark yep. is going to be the fourth <laughs> one, right? So, yep. um, this cinematic trailer was really cool to see. Uh, we found out that this game is going to be a continuation of the Arkham franchise, you know, so mm-hmm. following after the, the events of Arkham Knights, um, but it's also, which is really interesting, it's not going to be set in Gotham or Arkham it's going to be said Metropolis mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be the first time we've seen this from this franchise and yeah the main antagonists of the game you know from the cinematic trailer we got a shot of like Brainiac's you know huge ship and all of his minions but it seems like there's some sort of mind control or brain control happening and mm-hmm. it looks like the Suicide Squad is going to be pitted against Superman and the Justice League which Oh my goodness, what is that going to be like in a video game to play? Oh man, crazy. Yeah. Um, I'm so ready for that. Yeah, how did you How did you feel about, I mean we didn't see any gameplay because it's still early, but how did you feel about just the cinematics of what we saw? Oh, they captured every character perfectly within the what, two and a half minute trailer we got? Yeah. Um, Deadshot is black. Ever since Will Smith played him, all the Deadshots have been black. I love it. <laughs> Just like right. they did the same thing with uh, Nick Fury. Ever since Samuel yep. Jackson got his hands on him, all the video games, movies, they all just all turned them black. That's now the definitive version, right? Like, uh, uh, yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, and yeah, they like I said, they captured all these personalities. Like like we talked about the the characters that work the best. Um, they 
they're our, our main characters now um, together in a game. Um, we're not sure if we'll get more characters, but it seems like, at least at the beginning, these will be the main characters they're going to stick with um, for the most part. I'm sure there'll be some kind of DLC down the line, but it's great to see. I love the cinematics. Um, I love seeing Captain Boomerang do some stuff I've never seen him do before. It was doing all kind of wild stuff. You, you got uh, Deadshot, not only, of course, using his guns, but he was like using his fire from his jetpack to kill oh, people. Oh, man. Crazy. That was crazy. And of course, King Shark is a shark. His crazy self <laughs> probably just be biting people midair. I, lo- I love that this game is probably going to be rated MA. Yep. It's going to be out of control, batshit crazy. Um, the only thing I will say is that the 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 superman as a villain thing is kind of getting a little old but i think um I, so i think it'll be the other justice league to make it interesting right like we've we've gotten the superman villain maybe mind control brainiac thing and like some of the injustice uh franchise you know True. so i think i'm more excited for the in between than i am uh actually for superman and i'm like you give me green lantern the villain I want to fight him. Yeah. Give me Flash the villain. I want to fight him. Give me Wonder Woman the villain. I want to fight her. Like, that's, I think that's what I'm excited for. And especially doing it with these crazy characters um, that we've never got before in a video game. We've never got a Suicide Squad game like this um, before. We might have played them as Injustice characters, but we never got them here. So I'm I'm really excited uh, to see what this game looks like. And 2022 is too far away. Man, so far we got to wait a long time. At least we got Arkham or Gotham Knights to hold us over next year. But uh, I, I think I'm really more so looking forward to to Suicide Squad game. Uh, yeah. And like like you mentioned with Gotham Knights, the the, the four player co op is just gonna go go so crazy, and they have that yeah. ability to have multiple people play as these these main characters throughout this 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 uh, this sort of story um, that mm-hmm. that unfolds. It's gonna be really exciting. So can't wait, man. What did you think about these video games, Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad? Kill the Justice League. Uh, hit us up let us know what you think uh before we wrap up our dc fandom talk uh there were you know a bunch of other panels that happened that uh didn't have huge reveals but definitely things to know you know that we want to point out for sure uh the flash had a panel which was like 10 minutes long it was super fast uh they were kind of going over you know the story elements of what this movie is going to be about and sort of the tone and things of that nature we know that the flash movie uh which is going to star ezra miller um desmond's favorite actor um is coming out (laughs) in june 2022 uh it's going to be directed by andy muschetti who directed it it chapter one and chapter two uh and of course we haven't really had the chance to talk about fucking michael keaton coming back as pretty fire bruce wayne batman in this movie because they're doing flashpoint like what on earth is this i a what crazy news is that yo michael keaton as batman come on yo bro he's returning to the role uh after almost not being this batman for for it'll be it'll be 30 years by the time that movie comes out um that that he returns to that role which is going to be iconic and it's not a cameo folks like he's in a full-on supporting role so much so that we found out that michael keaton's batman builds the suit that the flash is going to wear in this flashpoint movie so they're doing like sort of a sort of a tony stark spider-man deal from like spider-man homecoming where like the mentor builds the suit for the young mentee so really excited to see what that's going to look like again it's going to be an adaptation of the flashpoint storyline which we know is a a huge time travel story it's a huge Mm -hmm. multiverse story and dc man they're absolutely embracing this 
concept and idea of a multiverse which we we've always associated with them more than you know even marvel really like they they've really been sort of the the shepherds and the gatekeepers to the idea of a multiverse and this is going to go full on you know in in this flash movie and then just a few days before dc fandom happened we also found out like out of nowhere ben affleck is returning as his version of bruce wayne and batman in this movie as well so we thought that Batfleck was over. We thought Batfleck was done, and you know Matt Reeves was taking over with Robert Pattinson. But this is going to be sort of, I think, probably a final goodbye for Ben mm-hmm. Affleck's Batman, which has a strong core audience. You know, has a lot of has a lot of you know uh, supporters, and that fan base is really really vocal and loud. So it seems like Ben Affleck, ben Affleck is going to get to go out on his own terms and be in this movie. So so much yeah. stuff to to think about with the Flash film. But I guess you know, what did you think about this panel and just this movie overall? and where we're going with it yeah the the multiverse stuff is the stuff i'm most excited for uh to be honest because you, you already know how i feel about his miller and the flash he uh he's just not the character bro <laughs> <laughs> it's just not him I, i've i don't know if that's the flash fan in me i don't know if it's maybe i'm looking at it wrong but he's he look he's just so silly to me bro he's it, too silly he's like yeah yeah they, they they're trying too hard to take a barry allen and add wally west features to him and he just i don't know i don't know like i said he runs silly it's just some stuff that just it just don't add up for me that's miller ain't it but i'm gonna watch it you know i'm still gonna be in there i'm still a flash (laughs) fan at the end of the day right but um i'm just not there for ezra this time i'm there for the story (laughs) i'm there for the story i feel that it'll be fun yeah i think it'll be fun uh they need to go ahead and just throw in christian bell in there (laughs) might as well add another batman val kilmer Uh, you know val kilmer george clooney yeah why not just get a cgi nice adam west in there you know? uh, i'm weak <laughs> and uh we, it'll be pretty cool you know uh but i think it's i think the story's going to be cool i do uh it's a flashpoint movie they've the flashpoint animated series has been great um flashpoint and the actual show has been pretty decent um, yep. of what i've seen so far and so it's like easy to mess up but at the same time it's kind of hard to mess up because you have so much laid in front of you with flashpoint it's possibly one of the craziest things to happen um in the dc universe like it literally changes everything and yeah. every comic book has spinned off of flashpoint yep and so it's like again this, this is arguably a crazy 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 big movie for them like in terms of importance of story it could be top two um mm. depending on where they plan on going um after this and so uh yeah, I think I think it's more I think it's a heavier film than people give it credit for. Um and so I'm interested to see where they go. Yeah, um, that was a good point. The TV series have been a great sort of rough draft and place to sort of test out this multiverse stuff for them. Um, Mm -hmm. And now that we know DC is, again, they're embracing this idea of a multiverse. Uh, There's several continuities. There's not just one interconnected universe. There's several continuities um, that they're moving forward with. This is a this is obviously a great movie and a great story to explore. Flashpoint is certainly one of their most famous storylines um, as of recent recent memory. So uh, it'll be interesting, man. And I don't know. Maybe we'll see Ezra Miller bring something new that we haven't seen before. Maybe maybe he wins over some new people. Maybe they change up a few things and make him a little bit more faithful to Barry Allen. I'm I'm at least hoping that because I agree that uh, the characteristics of you know the way he portrays Barry Allen doesn't really line up with what we know in the comics. But uh, we'll see. Still got still got some time before that film comes out not until 2022 but overall man of course like super excited for it michael keaton is my favorite batman personally so 
when I heard that news, I was just like, fuck yes, like, give me this movie right now. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be there, ready to see it. This is going to be a great, great experience, I think, overall. Um, and it'll be different. It'll be unlike anything we've ever seen. So, looking forward to it for sure. Um, we also found out a little bit about Black Adam, right? So, Black Adam had a panel. Finally. Um, finally, which has been, like, in development for a decade. Um, yeah, legit know, they, 10 years, y'all. Yeah, yeah, which um, they haven't started filming yet, so there was no footage. So, this 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 panel, it was, it was cool. You know, we just got a little bit of the story and we got some mm-hmm. some concept art i guess the biggest news from from the black adam panel uh we had heard the justice society of america was going to be in this movie um that's mm-hmm. now confirmed and we also know the specific characters that are going to be in this movie uh we're getting adam smasher we're getting dr fate what the fuck we're getting hawkman cyclone uh they're hey. going to be the justice society taking down and facing off against the rocks version of black adam and it will be a present day story so yeah. i think it'll start off with his origins you know him as a slave from five thousand years ago but we'll 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 eventually transition to being a present day story with him facing off against the the justice society and they're planning to start shooting this movie later this year but uh yeah man i I can't wait till they actually start to get shooting it and i'm glad to know that they're moving close into that direction because like you said it's been such a long process for this thing to come to life just ready to see it again you know just ready to see what this looks like and black adam i mean he can be he could be one of the most formidable villains in all of dc uh Like as hell. we gotta eventually see like Black Adam versus Superman. Like that that's a must. That has to happen. That's a that has to happen. Like the rock and Henry Cavill facing off in a movie, like look. That gotta happen ASAP. Right? Wild. Like, let's get it. Yeah. So um looking forward to it. Any any thoughts about what we saw from that Black Adam panel? Yeah, uh The Rock is charismatic as ever. <laughs> Man. But but it's I think it'll be interesting to see um how an actual you know black man takes this role of anti-hero um especially in this film he'll probably look like the villain right even though Mm -hmm. we know he's an anti-hero um at the end of the day and i'm i'm really excited for that we don't get a lot of that um all the time uh seeing you know somebody um black in such a big kind of evil-esque role uh which we will see at this point so i'm especially uh the rock was saying how he was answering questions he was saying how most superheroes are superheroes because they have power but you know they have restraint and he's saying how black adam doesn't want to have to have restraint (laughs) so i think we're going we might see some crazy stuff in this movie kind of how we've seen some crazy stuff in shazam i think they'll go uh tonally really similar um with how dark shazam got um and so i i'm yeah i'm i want to see a trailer yeah when i I, yeah when i sell a trailer i'll be able to see more but i think the rock is going to do a great job yeah yeah absolutely man i I can't can't really add more to that just ready to see see like a first look first trailer for us so hopefully they get get shooting soon and we can start to see some footage from it um you know but you know sort of in that black adam universe you know we also found out the title of the next shazam movie it'll be called shazam fury of the gods which will be coming out november of 2022 so almost a year after the black adam movie is scheduled to come out um again this is another movie that they're you know still early in pre-production on so the panel was funny as hell because they were basically making fun of the fact that they can't talk about anything at all like anything mm-hmm. dealing with the story and the characters and the villain like they can't say anything so it was a really cool panel to see like the cast pop up like megan good and jack dylan grazer and randomly fucking sinbad was in the panel Sinbad, <laughs> because apparently there was this thing where like like, people thought that Sinbad was in Shazam, but then they found out, like, oh, wait, no. Actually, 
people were confusing Shazam with Kazam, but Sinbad wasn't in that either. Wasn't that was that, yep. that Mandela was, effect, <laughs> right? The Mandela yep. effect. So it was just like a really funny thing that they played around with. I thought that was uh, really clever and, and cool. But uh, yeah, we found out the title Fury of the Gods. I think it sounds great, cool. Fury of the Gods, like let's do it. Another Shazam movie. I'm down. The first one was amazing. Let's yep. go. So um, simple as that. Yeah, simple as that. We found that out, but. We found out, man, a couple of other panels that were cool. They weren't related to, the, uh, you know, upcoming movies or games of that nature, but they were just like cool panels. Uh, the Boss Females of Color panel, um, yeah. which happened, and it basically featured um, the women of color from around the DC universe, from different TV shows and, and films within the DC universe. And so, um, the likes who were featured on the panel um, included Megan Good, Candace Patton, Nefessa Williams, Anna Diab, Damaris Lewis, like a bunch of people from the different. DC TV shows and live action movies such as Shazam and Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash were featured on this panel. Um, we both got a chance to tune in to see this, man. I thought it was a really cool, cool thing that DC did, man, to showcase these these you know females of color that have these prominent roles within the DC universe. But uh, overall, how did you feel about the panel? What did you think? Um, I loved it. Um, of course, coming from uh, especially you know watching the black women that play these roles, I feel like they've. I've never seen um, this kind of environment where they're allowed to talk about how they feel about their uh, portrayal of these characters as black women. Right. Like um, it, we got to see uh, Candace Patton talk about how uh, fans view her as Iris West. Right. Uh, I remember specifically in the panel, Nefessa Williams was talking about how somebody literally seen her in the middle of nowhere and she was um uh she was a black lesbian girl and she walked up to her and said i feel normal because watching you on television seeing thunder um be a black gay woman on a television show it, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even it, it was superhero in a different sense you know it wasn't even that she had powers is that she was herself on the screen um with complete agency and i think that was uh the importance of this panel for me was like actually being able to view um, mainly the black women that was on the panel. Um, and yeah, just to see uh, how they felt, you know, uh, in in this uh, very specific time, too, um, where it comes to, you know, Brianna Taylor, you know. Yeah. It, it, and it's very it was great to see. Uh, it was a really good panel. Yeah, man, it was it was a great addition to the lineup. Uh, they also spent time like towards the end talking about you know what it means to what it means to them to be a boss and what that represents. And it was it was just a, it was a great way uh, to include them because yeah, DC has some great representation, uh, especially in their TV shows. They've done a phenomenal job at representing uh, many different identities and backgrounds and, and 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 things of that nature. So I thought it was just really cool to see all of them come together and have this conversation. And you know instead. Instead of like a big, you know, movie news drop or a video game drop, like we just got something that was just like people talking about their experience playing these iconic characters. Um, And that's always that's always a cool thing to see for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And another panel that we got, it was a surprise panel um, to talk about the revival of Milestone Comics, you know, as a as a DC imprint. And we also found out we also found out in this panel (laughs) that they are in the early stages of development. On a Static Shock movie. Wow. Superheroes. Wow. What a time. (laughs) What a time we are living in. They are working on a Static Shock movie. 
Uh, and we, we got the news from, of, cor- of course, all people, Phil Lamar. He was on the panel. And if you know Phil Lamar, he was the voice of Static Shock in the animated series, which is an yeah. excellent animated series, by the way. So underrated, so slept on. Uh, please watch Static Shock. It's so worth it. Uh, but they, they revealed that they're going to develop a Static Shock movie. I mean, yes, please, 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 please bring it on. Let's see it. I'm ready for it. It's it's well overdue, Ooh, I would say, at this point. Oh, way overdue. Man. Bro. Even even the original reason Static Shock was canceled, y'all you know Static Shock was like the it was like the number one show on WB Kids. Yeah, like super. It popular. had the most it had the most viewership. It was crazy. the The story was great, and it everyone was like, "Why did it get canceled?" If you research the reason Static Shock got canceled, it got canceled because of the low the low production sales of toys of merchandise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were what silly. Silly stuff. That is right? the silliest. How you imagine you're watching? I don't know, uh, Game of Thrones, and you know what's the greatest show ever. But because Game of Thrones ain't selling no toys, it gets canceled. Ain't that the wildest, batshit, crazy thing you ever heard? Yeah, and it, it ran doesn't for make any it, sense. And it ran for four seasons, so it had a decent amount of episodes. But it could have easily gone for another two or three seasons after that. Like it, it had plenty more story to tell in that show. Yep. Yeah, it started getting in depth. Whether it be old Static Shock meeting John Stewart, it was it was crazy. It was a lot going on in Static Shock. But lo and behold, they're bringing this movie. I'm excited. I'm ready. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, Black Lightning is in there somewhere. Or yeah, we get some, yeah. We, if we get a Black Lightning movie with a Static, it's oh, about man. to be a whole. We need a whole Black verse, <laughs> <laughs> right? In goddamn DC man. That's a part of the Come multiverse, on. right? Like that's the next step. Mm-hmm. Like get a whole Black characters sort of universe hey, going on they like, got it they yeah, got it bro got all, all sure. the black characters are there they just need to bring them to light yeah can't wait for that uh obviously it sounds like they're in very very early stages so it'll be it'll be a, a while before we see the movie but to know that it's coming I, I can't wait for it for sure so that wraps up all of our dc fandom talk man we had a lot to get through and i'm surprised that we were able to still like address everything in under an hour um but yeah dc yes, fandom wow. was was a crazy event uh, I guess just to close it out, man, like before we move on to the rest of the topics, um, do you think they continue this every year? Do you think they, you know, do DC fandom every year or maybe every other year, like Star Wars celebration? Or do you think, do you think people are going to, you know, start go back to Comic-Con? Cause you know, I think typically they will reveal this stuff at a Comic-Con, but, uh, they've created their own sort of branded event. Do you think they'll continue with this from, uh, from, from here on out? It's very hard to say. Um, it depends on Comic Con, honestly. I think if Comic Con is fresh, open, you know, without any COVID nineteen worries, I think they do go back to Comic Con. Do they do fandom? Maybe they do do both. Maybe they don't give as much to Comic Con and they still do fandom, but they still give something at Comic Con, you know? Or sure. maybe fandom is um all kind of the smaller stuff, you know what I mean? Where we got we got our uh what was it like our boss panels, our art shows and all of that and they yeah. save and they save the Batman trailer for Comic Con or you know, stuff like that. We'll see. Um but I think this was a great starting ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a great year for them. And I think because of the blueprint and maybe even the money they made off of even just merch yeah. or any kind of other crazy purchases. I think they might continue to do it, but again, I think it just depends on what we see going forward. Yeah, yeah, it was a, su- a success for sure. If we ever get back to 
any sense of normalcy where we can attend large events, large scale events. Again, I, I do think Comic-Con is a place for that just because so many people go. So I think they'll always want to be there in some form or fashion, but you're, you're probably right. It might be a hybrid. That's what Disney does. They have D23, but then they still also go to Comic-Con with yep. like Marvel. So it might exactly. look like a, a hybrid method going from here on out. But uh, yeah, man, that's great stuff. DC Fandom was a huge success, I would say. We got so much great stuff to look forward to over the next two to three years. Uh, again, let us know what you thought about the event and all the drops that came. But on the opposite side of dc man marvel marvel dropped some news as well and we just found out that uh sony the sony universe of marvel characters uh which is its own thing now we we got two two bits of information that came out we found out some some directors for some upcoming projects we we now know that Olivia Wilde is going to be directing uh, a Spider-Verse, Sony Spider-Verse movie. The big rumor is that it's going to be Spider-Woman, which I would wager and bet that that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And then we also found out that J.C. Shandor, uh, Chander, excuse me, is going to direct Craven the Hunter, which we've heard about these movies, you know, being rumored and in development, but it pretty much uh, is confirmed now that they are moving forward with these uh, alongside these other Spider-Verse movies. Like, we, we know that Venom has come out. Venom 2 is on his way. Morbius is another thing into the Spider-Verse. And now Spider-Woman, perhaps, and Craven the Hunter. Um, this is this is interesting news, man, that Sony is absolutely embracing and moving forward with this uh jc chander has directed things like uh a most violent year it's a really really good movie from a24 starring uh jessica chastain and um oscar isaac and olivia wilde became really prominent uh last year with Booksmart and directing that so um two two really you know talented people are are sort of helming these movies but yeah man craven and spider woman do we do we want to see these movies are we excited about Craven and Spider Woman coming out. Uh, it's okay. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited because they're comic book movies. I'm excited to see Craven, but um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. I like. I love Craven as a character, but I've never thought of him as the solo movie type. Sure, but I never thought the same thing about Morbius. So, and we don't know how that movie is yet either. Mm-hmm. So, I it's one of those things where we this is a test run. We're just gonna have to see. Uh, for me, um, same thing with Spider Woman. Um, I've seen her all the time on cartoons and stuff, but I honestly don't know that much about her. Um, and and so maybe if she has you know some dope uh, story plot lines that we've never got before, if we, as long as something fresh comes with her, I'm all down for it. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it, it like you say, it, we just gonna have to see how it works because these are two characters that I don't think anybody would have wagered would have their own solo movies, but we're getting them. Um, and that's just the time that we're living in. I mean, we're getting solo movies for people that just never would have predicted, like didn't think a Venom movie would work. And it, you know, it worked to some extent cause it made a shit ton of money. So here yeah. we are. Uh, Craven is a great character. I think it'll be interesting to see if they, if they move forward with a Craven movie without Spider-Man, uh, that'll be interesting mm. to see if that's the direction that they take. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, we just, we just don't know. Cause contracts and corporations all that shit is so complicated tom holland being spider-man or if it's a different i don't know we'll see but uh yeah i guess we'll just we'll we'll learn more um and obviously we'll just have more to go off of when we actually have these movies filming and we can start to see trailers and first looks and things of that nature but the news is at least somewhat interesting um but yeah let us know if you what you think about those things are you excited for a spider-woman movie and a craven the hunter movie um but yeah man we got our we got our comic book news and comic book film um news out of the way we're gonna go ahead and move into the tv world 
And we have to talk about uh, some series that have really been popping off lately. But what we really got to dive into and spend some time with is the brand new series on HBO, Lovecraft Country. What's that book you've been reading about? It's about heroes who get to go on adventures, defeat the monsters, and save the day. Little boy from the south side of Chicago, the only tourists that get to do that. This story is about my father and the secret birthright that's been kept from us. You're going after it. We're going near the car. There's no stand there, Tick. This is family business. Can family stay together? Bad for my own, scared for myself. Just because they don't want you here doesn't mean you're not supposed to be. I gotta get away. This is an invitation to unmitigated power. Where in the hell did I go wrong with you, boy? I told you to stay away from that damn place. There's something here. Trying to get out. Everything is where and as it should be. From God to man to creature. belongs to our family. We gotta face this new world. Instinct, I'll claim it. This is our family story. Which has just premiered on HBO, and by God... Uh, we have some things to talk about with this. We're now two episodes into Lovecraft Country. Uh, and just to give you all a heads up, we are going to definitely dive into spoilers with Lovecraft Country. Uh, this is a weekly show. So if you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it on HBO uh, Max and you know just pause and come back and listen to us later. But we're going to talk about Lovecraft Country and that show that just premiered. So Lovecraft Country was just uh, created by Misha Green. Um, she is more well-known for creating and being the showrunner for uh, Underground, which premiered on mm-hmm. WGN a few years ago, ran for a couple of seasons. It's also produced by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. What a hell of a combination that is. Um, and... Yeah, it just premiered and got greenlit by HBO a couple of years ago. Uh, if you know anything about H.P. Lovecraft, this is an interesting sort of deal. This is the show is also based on a novel, I should say. The novel came out a few years ago. H.P. Um, Lovecraft is a you know very famous um, writer and author from the 20th century. He didn't live that long of a life. He died when he was like 47. Um, but he's most well known for you know his horror and fantasy works, and he's been largely influential on people like Guillermo del Toro and Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Just wildly, wildly influential. Uh, but he's also an incredible racist and xenophobic person and anti-Semitic. I mean, he's pretty terrible. He's pretty yeah. terrible. Like he. Uh, 
he he was a very hateful individual uh as influential and i guess as genius as you could say with all of his different creations he was also just uh just not that great of a person um if you really look back on his ideas and the things that he wrote about in some of his letters um again he just had a a huge disdain for black people and immigrants and Jews. And so um, the novel, when it was created, it was really, really sort of reckoning with that, that legacy of H.P. Lovecraft. The fact that this person who's so influential to so many people and created this universe of characters, created sort of this cosmic universe um, Mm -hmm. and influenced a generation of filmmakers and authors, you know, could really have just such a troubling legacy. That's what really the, the novel is about. And really placing black characters at the center of that, that's kind of the irony of it, right? Like, black people were often, you know, sort of metaphorical villains in his stories because of his disdain for them. But this novel placed them at the center of their story uh, while using sort of his universe of characters. Um, And that's what this show is absolutely doing as well. And that's what this show um, is sort of illustrating in its ideas and its visuals. Um, And again, you know, full spoilers ahead, in the opening episode, the first three minutes of the show were fucking insane. Like it was a, it was basically a montage, a war montage. The main character Atticus, which is played by, um, played by, um, goodness. Why am I forgetting his name right now? Jonathan majors, Jonathan majors, the main character played by Jonathan majors, Atticus. Uh, we see a montage of him in the war and, you know, at first they're fighting, you know, other soldiers, but then it comes to find out, like, there's UFOs, there's fucking Cthulhu, which is one of the main characters that H.P. That Lovecraft created. It's like this giant tentacly monster, uh, and Cthulhu has been, you know, super influential for other character designs. Like, if you see Stranger Things, that whole character is based off of, like, Cthulhu and that whole mythos and that universe. Uh, fucking Jackie Robinson comes out of nowhere and destroys Cthulhu with his baseball bat with a goddamn bat <laughs> which was insane and again meanwhile like uf ufos and a whole alien invasion is happening that's in the first three minutes you know of the show but then mm-hmm. we get into the story and i know we're going to talk about you know those final 20 minutes of course and where the show ends up by the end of the first episode but uh yeah man like let's let's talk about it a little bit what did you think about that yeah. first episode uh in particular of lovecraft country Wow, what a journey, first of all. Um, I knew I knew from watching the trailers that uh this this T V show would be um somewhat uh a, a conversation around race. I knew it would be very sci fi. Um but I didn't know it was gonna be like this. <laughs> Not at all. I didn't know it was gonna be like this. That the first episode it was really it was just good. I don't know how much to say about this, y'all. Like, it was, if you know anything about um, the, just, just or, I guess, uh, relate at all, or, anyways, you've seen everything um, to, dang, what am I even saying right now? Lovecraft Country got me crazy. <laughs> got you speechless. Uh, That's how crazy it was. Right? I know. Where am I right now? This, this show took us into, um, a world that was familiar, uh, yep. a very racist world. <laughs> Jim, Jim Crow, Crow America, America, you know, whites only. Um, you can't sit here back at a bus, America, and then brought us into. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, something else entirely. We are it 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 started as 
I don't know what's called a character drama maybe um where we're going through the sure. life of of young tick trying to figure out um why his 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 pops uh wrote him why his pops maybe doesn't care for him so much why he's so close to his uncle what what happened in the neighborhood um and we got journey's uh journey smallett's character who is uh she seems mm-hmm. Um, very popular, but she seems to have problem around her family. Her she seems to be the in, in a way the redhead stepchild of the family. They don't necessarily want her around. Um, she she seems to not have a, a lot of money. She's always asking for money, but she dresses very eloquently. She dresses like <laughs> she has all the money in the world, and it's I, I love being able to um, sit down for a first episode and get. And, and have a good time really getting to learn certain characters and these characters i love so much i love how much um knowledge is given in the first in the beginning of this right we we go from right. uh tick the main character atticus uh he is a book fanatic like he will him and his uncle will read y'all under the table like Oh yeah, they know they know <laughs> everything about Liter- yep. literature and and, and sci-fi and literature exactly. and pulp fiction and, I, and all I love that type how of stuff. Yeah. they go against um, the trope of that time, right? Where uh, black people weren't seen as very educated group of people, and of course, it's, and mm-hmm. it's it's just very it was very refreshing <laughs> to watch. You see a happy marriage, right? You see a happy marriage of two dark-skinned people right off the bat right. uh it's just these things are happening that seem like they should be normal on screen but then you step back and like no nah, this is this doesn't happen too often and and you know and you're watching and you're mm-hmm. just like man this is amazing but they still have problems and i like i like how they're, they're all still humanized and then it comes the conflict where is atticus's dad you think instantly the kkk uh. took him that's it that's what you thought happened. That's what I thought happened. I mean, that's what that's what they want you to believe, <laughs> right. right? So it's like, it's like, man, where could this man be? What he he somebody took him away in the car? What what's going on here? And and then you know we're given the journey, um, the journey. Huh? See what I did there? You give him the journey uh, between <laughs> um, what do they call? What's her nickname? Letty. Uh, Letty, yeah. Between mm-hmm. uh, Letty, uh, Uncle. Uncle George, George. And, uh, and Atticus, yep. and I love how they're able to um, again fit kind of a small but very very important um, energy into how racist this time is. Um, whether that be they stop to eat, whether it be just them driving, and of course the name of the episode, episode one is called Sundown. And so the craziest thing of this episode is where they're they're driving trying to find Atticus's father, but they're in in their they're in a sundown town. And so yep. it is I've actually I'm I'm trying to like think in my head like to compare this to something, but I don't think I've ever seen anything like this where no where the <laughs> the sundown town is is the is playing with them the entire time in in a way. They stop to eat at a restaurant and they, they they're definitely not welcome there <laughs> because they just walk yeah. in sit down and um uncle george explains that we belong here just like anybody else belongs here right we are you are a veteran and i pay taxes and all this and that and we belong here and the 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 waiter goes in the back is like hey 
some black people just sat down in this goddamn restaurant mm-hmm. <laughs> and they snitched. snitched. He's like, uh, no, I didn't serve them. I served them. But my <laughs> favorite part of that entire scene is where Uncle George looks at Tick. He's like, or, or Tick looks at Uncle George. He's like, Uncle George, why did they paint the White House white? <laughs> and he, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, long story short, it's pretty much like to, to hide the fire. Um, that was set to it, yeah. uh, particularly in eight, in the war eighteen twelve. That's my favorite part of the whole scene. They use some common historical knowledge to deduce why this place doesn't feel so right, and so um, this restaurant specifically, you can tell, had been burned and was a black spot before that they were trying to go to. This used to be a black spot. They try to go to it. It's a white spot. They sit down, and they're not welcome, and so shoot they call the fire marshal on them there's dogs outside instantly it's a lot going on crazy big car chase i don't i don't know what kind of move what i'm watching here i'm like this is wild this has become maybe this is like uh i have no idea again i keep trying to compare it to something but i can't because i'm not sure i've ever seen anything like this before and um we just keep ending up in these little situations where racism plays a big part and i think that is um it's very similar to Watchmen in ways where it's my favorite part of the show, even though it was probably the most, of right. course, quote unquote traumatic, but it's also the part that I resonate, the parts that I resonate with the most. I love the logic um, that they use in this TV show. Um, and again, when we get to the next scene or a couple scenes down where they're in the woods, still looking for this trail, right? Trying to find uh tick's dad. And this officer is like, Y'all pretty much got six minutes <laughs> until the sun go down. To drive eight, mi- eight, eight, eight miles. miles in six minutes eight. at that, right? Like, and they can't, and they can't speed. The speed limit is twenty five oh miles God. an hour, and if they speed, they'll get pulled over. You know, it, it becomes a race yeah. against time for them to get mm-hmm. out of this town, uh, or otherwise, like this, this cop is essentially threatened mm-hmm. to lynch them. You know, which was legal in that time and in, in that town, and. It was easily like it's been the most tense thing that I've watched in in a long, long time to just see that whole scene unfold, because, again, we've never really seen anything like that. And just the irony, again, of, you know, using the works and creations of a person who, you know, was outwardly and vocally racist and using those characters to actually take down the Mm -hmm. real evil which was, you know, which were the racist people that existed in the country at that time, you know, during Jim Crow America. It's it's actually, you know, really ironic that that, that novel in the show is doing that because, you know, it seems like this big bad creature that we ultimately see, like, by the end of the, the last 20 minutes of the, of, wow. the, of the episode, it turns into a full-blown fucking horror movie, real you know, quick. real quick. Like, these these beasts you know that come from again that whole cthulhu mythos attack these these racist cops and they're destroying them biting their heads off like it's bloody it's violent it's gory it's all of that it's beautiful actually like i love to see it um you know to see them get there to to get their uh to get their shit handed to them like that but uh yeah i just thought it was brilliant to see that really illustrated that the real evil it it, it isn't these creatures it isn't these strange cosmic creatures Mm -hmm. the real evil exists amongst us it's in our own backyard it's the people that might be right next to us and uh it was just so well done and i think you know like you said it's it's hard to even talk about at times because it's such a a different weird Mm -hmm. wild show but it's amazing to see black people 
involved and represented in sci-fi in this way, like genre storytelling. Like, you know, we get we get a lot of stories that, that talk about real events that happen, you know, in the country. Like we we've seen the biopics and and all those things. And we get these stories that we we may or may not have learned about in history of like famous historical yeah. black figures or, you know, things that come from the past, like the historical movies of like, you know, the colonization and and other civil rights things and things of that nature. But man, like more stories that involve black characters in mm-hmm. sci-fi yeah. in horror as as the leads yeah. you know at they're that right die. like that's a <laughs> yeah and they're not going to die like these are the these are the center um the the central most important characters in these stories like that's just a beautiful and refreshing yeah. thing to see uh and we and we know you know Jordan Peele being the producer of the show we know that he's kind of one of the mm-hmm. forefront people um doing this right now alongside creators like Misha Green and and Nia DaCosta who we'll talk about a little bit later but um yeah man it was it was a tremendous first episode we also saw the second episode yesterday which was also just weird and fucking right. wild like it was just certain times where i was just like oh my god what is so going lost. on like yeah <laughs> it was i had to watch it twice because i was like i definitely missed some stuff but you know i think i think that the, the pacing of the first episode was better and obviously more happened but that's mm-hmm. i think that's to be expected like your first episode yeah. is just so important so you have to do so many so many things and so much legwork but this one definitely moved the story along we we, we finally met atticus's yep. father you know in this uh in this story which is played by the great michael michael kenneth williams who does you know just such tremendous work he's been in other hbo shows boardwalk empire sopranos the wire yep. like he does his thing uh so we got more stories about that but they're in this house and this house you know that, that that's you know kept together by these landlords like there's obviously like some some sinister stuff going on behind the scenes oh. and they get trapped and you know some, some crazy shit happens like it just goes in so many different directions it's just yeah. wild to see you know so that whole yeah. that whole second episode again they they constantly put the viewers in uh, a position of at first you ask yourself is this racist <laughs> like is or like what yeah. the hell's going on here they all the time like first episode the whole time as soon as you get to the restaurant you're like is this racist or you, you're like what's going on here second episode the exact same thing was going on they're in this big mansion with pictures on the wall of a dude with a hood on and you're and you're instantly forced <laughs> to think is this racist or what's going on here? Like you really don't know what's happening because they're treating them so well. Like they're, they have just yeah. a limited amount of books. They're eating good. There's clothes in abundance. And they're like, what is going on? And it's crazy that it turns out it's just, it's just a lot of magical shit happening. Um, we see. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Uh, Adam, the whole Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, that whole story. Yeah, that was story weird and just yeah, crazy. So, man, it yeah, it's it's just it's it's just it's a it's a totally different experience than really anything else happening on television. Again, because there are black ken- black characters at the center of it. It's mm-hmm. a sci-fi horror fantasy story that's also playing with history and dealing with a bunch of different themes and ideas it's 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 extremely ambitious and uh it's also just great to see that hbo um has put a lot of money behind this show too because the visual effects look really great and impressive and 
all of that stuff is just really cool to see. So HBO has put a lot behind this show. So I'm just hoping it continues to be successful. Like I know that first episode received like critical acclaim and, you know, people are starting to put out their thoughts about the second episode now. So we'll see where this series goes. Uh, There's eight more episodes. So it'll be a 10 episode uh, season. Um, I don't know if it'll be a limited series or not, since it is Mm -hmm. based off of a novel like this might be this might be it. It might be a contained story, which I I would be okay with as long as it ends in a great place. But we'll see how it unfolds. We'll see. We'll we'll see what it looks like. But man, great content, you know, that we're seeing out of this show. So, you know, definitely, definitely recommend it if you haven't seen it. But if you have seen it, you know, let us know what you think about especially take take note of. um, So episode one favorite part. Uh, James Baldwin speech is going on in the background where they're showing different B-roll shots of racist America. And in episode two, yep. um, a bunch of crazy shit's going down. Instead of showing the audio with this whole magical, <laughs> magical ceremony taking place, they give uh, the audio of Gil Scott Heron's Whitey on the Moon audio. And if you actually yep. listen to what's happening in the music and actually think about the story, which you know so far, it is crazy how good um that this actually matches up um in the in the scene that is happening so it just two real quick two amazing scenes that just wow for sure ton of easter eggs like that you know i would definitely say you could watch these episodes over and over and discover something new um each time for sure so Definitely let us know what you think about Lovecraft Country. Uh, That's not the only show we wanted to, you know, sort of acknowledge right now. HBO has another hit on their hands. I May Destroy You, uh, which is uh, a show that debuted this summer from Michaela Cole. Um, It's a black British television series that's talking about a bunch of different themes. Really kind of this, you know, central theme of I May Destroy You has been a story of, you know, rape and sexual assault. Um, And she's trying to remember the events of a particular night and what happened. And it, it, it's really dark. It's 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 hard to watch at times. Um, but there's also a lot a lot of other adventures, you know, between her character um, Arabella and also her friends and what yeah. they're dealing with too. Um, it goes in a lot of random directions. But uh, just wanted to you know throw that out there. You know, definitely a recommend if I may destroy you. I'm I'm really enjoying it. We just got one more episode, which I think is uh, about to debut shortly. So it'll be the final episode, and I hope it comes back for another season. I don't know if I don't know if that's the plan or not, but I hope it does because it's been really interesting uh to see so far and it's it's also again it's for me personally it's a it's a perspective that i'm just not used to i haven't really seen uh, a show that depicts the the black british yeah. experience right like what it's like to be you know black mm-hmm, and british mm-hmm. living you know in the uk and also traveling across europe and those experiences and they're you know they're they're relatively young like in their early 30s so we can we can relate to that age period and that time period somewhat so it was just a different perspective of of, of characters and, and a, an experience that i wasn't really familiar with so i really enjoy watching it and i think michaela cole is yeah, brilliant really and she has she has, you know, really good comedic timing and she's able to like talk about these super heavy topics and these really dark topics, but still injecting her yeah. weird, you know, sort of off brand sense of humor in it as well. And it's just mm-hmm. I think it just all works. It works really well. And it's yeah, something different. I'm only on episode four. Uh, I like just started watching it um, after Lovecraft Country yesterday, actually. <laughs> so um, I still got a lot to watch, but I'm enjoying it so far. Everything you said is true. And yeah, man, I'm ready to continue watching it. You should check it out. Another another black woman uh, led TV show on HBO. Man, they they know what they got going on. So they doing it. They doing it big right now. Also, got to talk about P Valley on mm-hmm. Stars. Man, down in the valley where the girls get naked. Oh my god, this show 
If you've seen P-Valley, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, it's the latest show from Stars, um, and boy, it's quite entertaining. It's a story. It's a story about strip clubs and strippers in Mississippi, um, which is a real culture, a real thing. Like it's really like obviously the story is fictional, but it's really depicting a very, a very real experience that happens a lot in the South. Um, just want to say, if you haven't seen P Valley, I would definitely recommend it. Uh, this first season has eight episodes. They currently have six out, so there's two more that are on the way. But great show uh, so far with with really interesting characters, uh, really interesting story, and just a again a culture that we just haven't seen depicted as much. Like again, it's centering on black characters and their experience um at at a strip club in mississippi and also this show um was created by a black woman uh katori hall you know she's sort of telling this story and it was initially Mm. a play um that she made and um she sort of developed this tv show out of out of that story and so she's leading this charge uh and I, i i just really i'm having fun watching it i can't wait to see these like next two episodes but you know definitely just wanted to plug p valley if you haven't seen it check it out it's on stars um if you can get a hold to it for sure yeah, actually um, and oh, with that said man say, actually, I no, go ahead because i don't have stars <laughs> and i don't have showtime that's the two places where i'm lacking right now stars and showtime i don't have those um to watch but um shout out to my homegirl Kanice, who actually serves as a body double um in p valley so shout out to Kanice, uh, hey. uh my kansas city people know who i'm talking about she's she's a very well-known um upcoming actress in the industry and uh, hopefully we get some uh actual facetime of some more upcoming roles for her so that's great. That's dope. That's dope. Um, moving over to Netflix, man. We got the second season of Umbrella Academy, which debuted a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, I got to say, man, I think Umbrella Academy, it's, it's an interesting show. I would say overall in terms of like season one and season two, I enjoyed yep. season two more. 100%. I thought that, yeah, I thought that, that for well, for one, they shortened the episodes. Mm-hmm. So the, the the episode length in season two, instead of like a full hour or fifty five minutes, like they they averaged out to probably about forty five minutes, which I thought yeah. was a good decision. So the pacing felt better. Overall, I thought the story mm-hmm. was just better. Like it was also a a, a time period, um, a specific time period. They were also you know sort of taking place in like Jim yep. Crow America, like late fifties, early sixties. So there were racial mm-hmm. themes in there. But um, I, I definitely thought that season two um, opened up the universe more, developed the characters better. Um, you know, certain people like Allison, she's a character. Five, like, uh, they all had really yeah. interesting arcs in this season, and yeah. And then you know, by the by by the end of it, um, of course, you know, shit can't end in like a good place. They had to mess something yep. else up by the end of it. So, so you know, that, that that'll lead to, to to season three. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed season yeah. two so far. Um, it's so wacky, dude. I love it. Um, I love how assholeish five is. I love how du- I love how dumb Diego <laughs> is, but also. A, freaking genius sometimes i don't know it's so i yeah I, I love how misfit these characters are um it reminds me of a lot of different series um one being misfits uh which is crazy because klaus was also the main character in the show called misfits which deals with superpowers it's really old um but he plays the main character in that show it reminds me of uh doom patrol because actually uh the creator of umbrella academy has said doom patrol is actually a big inspiration for umbrella academy and then it i know mm-hmm. everybody's seen this coming but it, it definitely reminds me of x-men by far i mean there's a mansion with a bunch of yeah. super powered people in it 
come on now. <laughs> it's a it's a lot of X Men. <laughs> come there. on now. But um, I will agree yeah. that I actually just watched the show as uh, a little after season two came out. Just finished it last week, um, like from the beginning, like season one, um, and I actually found myself season one not tuning out. It was still something to watch. I was still engaged, but I never found myself being like, man, the show was amazing until the very end of the season. I feel like I was waiting on something to happen, yep. and it finally happened. I was like, oh, that's what we got going on here, and uh, that's when I started to enjoy it. So about episode eight of season one, from there on out, uh, I was I was having a pretty good time um, after that. What I do, what I will say is I am still waiting on just this one crazy fight sequence just that we we got a glimpse of it in season one or season two, episode one, where five first gets back to the 1960s. And yeah, and there's like this 10 second fight (laughs) sequence that's like, I want to see that all the time. (laughs) And they haven't given it to us yet, but I feel like they're just leading up to it, you know, like some crazy epic movie you know, budget fight scene um, with with all the Umbrella Academy fighting, and so I mean, I want to, I'm ready to see that uh, version of the Umbrella Academy. So I feel like that's what we're working up to. Yeah, I think so, man. I wouldn't be surprised that if you know by the end of season two, you know, spoilers, we see that the the Umbrella Academy that we know they come back to present day to a a brand new academy, academy that isn't yeah something like that so i would love that if you know in season three we get a full scale team yeah. up battle happen where all the characters are just like going crazy like we we need that sort of epic mm-hmm. uh scope and you know sort of sort of story and, and 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 that sort of you know fight to happen in order to really see just like what everybody's made of so i i hope that happens too yeah. for sure but uh yeah man it's a good it's a, it's a decent show it's a decent show for sure check out umbrella academy if you have not um, we're going to stick within like the superhero genre and the Netflix genre as well. Project yep. Power just came out on Netflix. It debuted a couple of a uh, couple of weeks ago, um, which is a, a movie that just dropped with uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levick um, and Dominique Fishback, mm-hmm. I believe her name is. And so they are the stars of the movie. Uh, the basic premise is that like there's this pill that'll give you superpowers for five minutes. You know, like it's this, it's this crazy thing. But when you take the pill, you don't know yep. what power you're going to get. Like you're going to get something crazy. Like you might, you might have like bullet immunity. Your skin might be immune to bullets or you might, you know, turn into yep. a ball of fire or you might turn invisible. Like you just never know. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, we got this film. It's, it's the latest Netflix film to, to come out. Um, I watched it. I, I watched it, you know, that weekend mm-hmm. when it debuted and, I think for the most part it was it was fine yeah. it was enjoyable i enjoyed the i enjoyed the first uh-huh. half of the movie more than uh-huh. the second half like i think it lost steam by sort of the middle to the end of the second act yeah. into the third act um i thought you know i thought you know dominique fishback and really all the actors did a great job like everybody was fine J- jamie fox joseph gordon levitt i thought they all yep. did really well um the story just wasn't the greatest yep. thing ever it was kind of kind of formulaic kind of you know some of the things that we've seen before and it wasn't anything all that new so it was it was cool i'm just you know kind of in a place with netflix films that it almost just feels like movie of the week like oh yeah. what's next you know it's just like mm-hmm. another film on their slate but they're not necessarily putting out things that are like knocking my right. socks off with the exception of the five bloods which we saw mm-hmm. earlier this summer and talked about but for the most part they just kind of put out movies that are they're cool at best yep. they're serviceable and they do they do cool things, but they're not changing, you know, really my perception of 
of the types of movies that they put out. But that's kind of my thoughts on yeah. it. What did you think uh, about Project, Project, Project Power? Was decent. I agree that the first half was better than the second half. It did lose steam. Um, but I think I I part of me likes um, th- this world where power is a drug. And I think um, they should take more um, elements of uh, the, let's say, the war on drugs at a base level and keep keep implementing the, you know, the sci-fi power level. And I actually wouldn't mind seeing where they could take it just because I think the world is kind of cool if you think of power as a drug um, in this way. So I think if they were like, they gave us maybe like one more movie. I don't know. Netflix does this thing where like sometimes they'll build decent worlds, but the the story won't be as good. <laughs> like like the the world yeah. would be cool, but the story is just okay. Um, that's kind of how I felt about Bright. I thought Bright was a cool little world. The story just kind of wasn't there for me a hundred percent. And so I think Project Power is kind of the same. I would still kind of be interested, like I said, in a sequel just to see what they could do, yeah. um, given some time to prep and some some writing ideas and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, you know, it was it was cool. Uh, it was cool to see Jamie. Um, it was cool to see. Um, wait, what's her name again? Oh, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, Dominique, Dominique Fishback, Fishback, who is first of all, she played a sixteen-year-old. Y'all, this woman is thirty. <laughs> wait, yeah. is she really? She's thirty years old. I didn't know that. She played a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Dominique. We, we gotta stop doing that. We cannot keep having like that's Toby Toby McGuire, thirty years thirty years old playing she's, fifteen-year-old she's Peter 29. Parker, like. Oh no! Nah. She looks sixteen to me. <laughs> Black Look, really does not crack. She looks sixteen Jesus. to me, and so yeah. Uh, but like, I I really did enjoy her performance. I think she did a great job. Um, there's a, a a cameo from Chica in there. If you know the rapper Chica, that was cool too. But um, yeah. yeah, it was decent. Like you said, it was cool. It's like week to week. But again, it would it would just be cool if they explored just a, the 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 universe a little bit more because even me i feel like i could come up with some things you know to like to like make this world really cool um if done right so sure man for sure yeah definitely uh project power let us know what you think uh at two black nerds twitter and instagram more movie news we got a trailer for judas and the black messiah uh which is telling the story of fred hampton uh the murder and betrayal of fred hampton um who was the chairman of one of the black panther uh Mm -hmm. party chapters um back during his time we saw this trailer the movie is starring um lakeith stanfield and um (laughs) daniel i'm blanking on names today daniel kaluuya he's also he's playing fred hampton um and a host of others but yeah this movie it's intended to come out next year it didn't really give a solid release date i think obviously with the state of the world but we saw this trailer and it made made a lot of headlines for sure i think there were a lot of opinions on this film um in in terms of the casting and the nature of that but i will say that the trailer itself uh it impressed me it got me interested and excited Mm -hmm. about this film um i think you know, if you if you know the story of Fred Hampton, like you obviously know where it's gonna go. But I'm mo- I'm mainly interested to to hopefully unveil and learn some new things about that story mm-hmm. and that time period that we haven't been so privy to. Um, I'm I'm a big fan of Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, so I think the opportunity to see them act um, alongside each other in a movie oh, uh, again Dominique will Fishback be great. Is in that movie too. It, yep. 
Really? Okay. Well, she she's she's breaking out <laughs> real big. Uh, but yeah, to see them to see them act again together in a movie, they obviously were both in Get Out. Um, I'm I'm really you know looking forward to that. But it was I think it was a strong trailer for sure. I was really uh really kind of pumped up after seeing it, and I think uh I think it'll definitely be a, 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 a again a, a sort of an untold story that we haven't seen before. Um, that'll come to life in the in the form of the movie. So I'm yeah, looking I know me to personally. It. I've seen a lot of historical um. I guess documentaries about the Black Panther Party, but I've never seen like a regular drama movie, uh, dramatized movie of the Black Panther Party. I'm sure there are some. Um, the closest thing I probably got was like Black, a Black Klansman kind of esque movie. Other than that, I've only seen a bunch yep. of documentaries and I got a lot of in my information through that and books. So I would love to see, um, you know, the, how how uh, the big screen um, in a, a very uh, dramatized fashion will will treat uh, the story. Man, I'm 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 interested. It, it looks good to me. Totally, totally, for sure. Can't wait to take. Can't wait till it comes out, man. Hopefully, the world is in a much better place so we can actually be in theaters right. to see these movies. Um, speaking of movies, we also found out Nia DaCosta, who is going to be the director of Candyman, which is slated to come out at some point, hopefully this year. Uh, which is you know written by her and Jordan Peele. We found out that she is directing Captain Marvel two. Oh my goodness. This is insane. Like, we live in this world where amazing things are happening. A black female director will, for the first time, uh, helm not only in, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, but a comic book movie in general, a large scale mm-hmm. comic book movie. Um, we, we just got we just got Gina Prince Blythewood, who did uh, who did the movie on Netflix that just came out um, with Charlize Theron. I'm blinking on the name right now, but, you know, she directed that. And that was kind of a story about superheroes. But Nia DaCosta is taking Captain Marvel to this huge, huge, you know, property, this intellectual property and bringing it to life. Um this news is yeah. great, man. I'm, I, I just can't wait. We haven't we haven't seen Candyman, even though everything I think we've seen thus far points to it being a, a, a great Somebody movie did. and a really, really, yeah, <laughs> right, right, exactly. What, what I think everything points to it being a really interesting story and a, a great new take mm-hmm. on that character. Um, and I'm totally confident that it's going to be satisfying. So I was really excited to to hear that she's directing Captain Marvel two. I think the biggest weakness of the first film was that it was okay, but I didn't really get a sense of yep. a director's vision behind mm-hmm. the original movie. Like there wasn't really much style mm-hmm. to it. Whereas like other MCU movies, you see that come out in, in a big way, like Taika Waititi with Thor or James Gunn with Guardians. So I'm excited to see that I think Nia is going to have a, a, a really interesting and unique take on this character. Um, and we don't really know about the story yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what they pursue, you know, what sort of story they decide to take with this character um, in that next sequel event. So, yeah, man, it's great news, Amazing. right? Um, I'm, look, what? Oh, a black woman directed it? I'm in there every time. Oh, who direct? Who's, who's directing it? Co- oh, I'm in there every time. <laughs> guarantee for sure so definitely looking forward to captain marvel 2 we also found out recently uh some news just broke that Issa ray and jordan peele are teaming up for a new movie as well uh called yeah. sinkhole um which is going to be coming out uh hopefully in the next couple of years next few years they're teaming up uh not only are they both producing but Issa's Issa ray is going to star in the movie as well um and jordan peele is you know going to be behind the scenes on the on the producing tip and also writing the story as well but that's great news man Issa ray and jordan peele two of the hey, hottest people out here in I'm hollywood working you know like I let's go look yeah. black person comes up black person comes up and they collab again i'm in there every time Issa ray and jordan peele i'm in there 
at the height of their powers right. nonetheless right like they're putting out exactly. excellent stuff right now so that'll be that'll be really cool to see um you know we got some new stuff coming like we got these great new projects such as captain marvel 2 like from these new black visionary filmmakers but we've also gotten you know some great nostalgia recently netflix has delivered uh, quite the bombshell uh we we found out a few weeks ago that they secured the rights to some of the most well-known and famous black sitcoms in history and they are you know over the next couple of months rolling out those sitcoms on their streaming platform such as moesha the game girlfriends one-on-one half and half the parkers like just all these great black shows that we grew up with a lot of them were primarily on upn if not all of them i think Mm -hmm. um were on upn in their prime and we are getting them on netflix now moesha has already debuted on the streaming platform the game uh the first three seasons which are the best three seasons um just debuted on netflix and upcoming real soon will be girlfriends followed by the others such as one-on-one half and half so this is this is excellent right like we get to dive into our childhoods again uh and also you know i think for a lot of people they might discover these shows for the first time and things can you know i think with uh with our current lens on society and the world things will absolutely be recontextualized and re-examined as they always are because we can always count on twitter to take something old and put a current lens on it and to to break it down which we've already seen with like moesha Mm -hmm. in the game so far but uh Great stuff, right? We can always just revisit these it. shows when we want to now I love on Netflix, it. right? Um, I'm watching Moesha right now. Um, it's it's great because, of course, I've watched Moesha, right? But I've, I've probably never seen every episode. Think about when you sit down and watch TV, especially these sitcoms when you're younger and stuff. Nothing is ever in order or anything. They're just playing random nope. episodes at random times, and you might see one here or miss one there. And so it's cool to sit down and be able, uh, at an older age even, um, to just watch uh, these shows that I might not have seen beginning to end before um especially right now moesha i'm figuring out that moesha is the worst person in the show um she's an asshole she's the worst titled (laughs) she's always talking shit i don't know she's is is ungrateful she always got something going on um so yeah it's cool because i feel like of course when a younger me would have never thought about that you know but now i'm like man what is what is this girl got going on in the show um so, oh yeah, my I'm, god! I'm having the worst, the true, the, tr- oh, the, the true, true villain. villain. So I'm I'm having a great time uh, yeah. going back to Moesha. And so um, this is this is great. Shout out to Strong Black Lead, everybody else in the office <laughs> for fighting for these black shows to get on Netflix. Uh, I'm ready for this stuff that's to come. Um, what's crazy is a lot of people don't realize a lot of this, a couple spinoffs happened, right? Like uh, the Parkers is a spinoff from Moesha, and then because Kim Parker, mm-hmm. yeah, and then the game yep. is a spinoff from Girlfriends um yeah it's, it's, yeah. I don't know. it's yeah, yeah there were a lot of connections that you didn't necessarily mm-hmm. realize when you were younger but they're mm-hmm. they're kind of there um and even past spinoffs there were crossovers too oh, yeah. like you know right. which is sort of two different things i know the uh you know a couple of those shows crossed over so yeah it, it was a bunch of really cool stuff that they were doing back in that upn world oh, with all of those sure. black shows they kind of they definitely they definitely dumped all the black shows on upn but i mean grew up watching them oh, yeah. endlessly just saw them shows on I repeat know. so many all times so. all of them <laughs> oh man Espe- especially oh, yeah. moesha yeah, especially moesha uh, um, it's crazy yeah. also to see how um to see how i forgot what i was gonna say how, to see how moesha oh uh how moesha has all these guest stars moesha is y'all i'm on oh like, yeah i'd like just finished season one 
I think of Moesha, I have seen like Bo Jackson, uh, Jamie Foxx, yep. I've seen, like Bernie Mac. Bro, Bernie season Mac. one is wild. Yeah. Every episode is it's a new person. Loaded. And I'm like, what is yeah every episode like i get it i get like every other yeah. episode but it's like every episode it's gonna be a cameo on moesha yeah people are getting put on man it, it was good to see just like the camaraderie amongst black actors yeah. at that time which you know uh just always a cool thing to see so it's just great we'll we'll have access to these at least for the foreseeable future to just always dive into so definitely definitely enjoying that right now um we also just found out recently um with another black show that's you know being revived and coming back the proud family which is gonna uh have a new have a new run on disney plus we just found out that kiki palmer just got cast yep. in the proud family uh which um which is gonna be which is gonna be exciting and interesting to see kiki a part of that a part of that new group yeah. and that new crew so that's uh that's yeah, pretty apparently cool she's news, supposed right? to be just a strong little activist teenage activist um and so she's pretty much being herself <laughs> in proud family which i'm a huge kiki palmer fan um and i'm i'm just excited to see it it's, you know just small news but really cool news i think at the end of the day yeah yeah for sure man the world of tv is really taking off man it's good to see like the legacy of of you know these older black shows come back but there's heavy heavy hitters right now in the current landscape of television with black actors um and the emmy nominations came out a few weeks ago and boy did black people clean up man i mean goodness gracious when the emmys air no statement will ever have more prominence than I'm rooting for everybody black. That will be the the most tweeted about statement that night because this year's Emmy Emmy nominations list, 34% of the nominees are black, which I don't I I can't think if that's ever happened before, probably not, but it's just insane like how many people were were mm -hmm. recognized this year. Here are just some of the names, you know, that are being honored or recognized with nominations. Uh both Issa Rae and Yvonne Ori, um, Orgy are being, you know, recognized for Insecure. Mahershala, Mahershala Ali is being recognized for Rami. Sterling K. Brown is doubling up for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel well and This Is Us. Uh, Zendaya yeah. got her first ever Emmy nomination for her incredible work mm -hmm, on Euphoria. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeffrey Wright and Thandie Newton on Westworld. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito on The Mandalorian. That was a I'm big still surprise. Confused. Or not confused, um, but surprised, I guess. <laughs> just crazy also stuff that you just kind of forgot about it just wouldn't expect to like remember like yeah these are still tv shows like keenan thompson you know the longest running cast member on snl got nominated uh eddie murphy you know from his guest spot last december got nominated for that uh both tracy ellis ross and anthony anderson uh for black ish just so many phenomenal phenomenal actors and phenomenal tv shows I, I couldn't name everybody because there's just so many. Billy Porter for Pose, Wanda Sykes, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, uh, just just so many so many people. Um, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. Like this was like a party when they you know made these announcements when they dropped the Emmy nominations. I'm just I'm just super excited to see the show because I'm just ready to see how many people actually clean up and actually take home some of yeah. these Emmy nominations and get these awards. Man, it, it's a great it's thing to see. Right, literally history in the making, man. Like what. Often people refer to how in 1980, X amount of black people had this and that. Like, we're actually watching this in real time, seeing a third of Emmy nominations be, you know, uh, populated by black actors and actresses. And it's it's just what a time to be alive, you know. So great, man. I'm, I'm sure the, you know, the show will be all virtual this year. But I think I, I have confidence that they're going to put in a, a really entertaining mm -hmm. production and uh, 
yeah, hopefully, hopefully a good amount of these nominees can take home trophies that night. That'll be really, really good to see. I'm, I'm excited for the Emmys this year. I don't, I don't, I haven't watched the Emmys that much. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I sort of like, it depends on the year. Like mm-hmm. it depends on the shows right. that I'm watching, right? Because there's just so many shows. Yeah. But this year, I've seen a lot of these shows, and just for the fact that so many black people were nominated, yeah, I'm gonna be watching. I've seen so. almost all of these, so I'm, I'm gonna be right there. Yeah, can't wait for sure. Uh, you know, moving back into more TV news, man. Stuff is just going crazy. Disney Plus um, is, you know, dropped a couple of announcements. We just found out that a series for Lando Calrissian is in development, and it is likely to star yes, Donald sir. Glover in the series, playing a young Lando. Um, if you've seen Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, Donald Glover was also in that film, and he played uh, a young Lando Calrissian in that movie. Um, didn't do the greatest at the box office, but man, I gotta say, man, I've gone back and watched Solo mm-hmm. a couple times. That's it a is. good movie. That's actually a really good movie. It's a shame it didn't do better, but many different reasons behind that. Nonetheless, Lando was such a great character, and Donald Glover did such a such a great job in that film. It looks like they're going to bring him back for a Disney Plus series. Um, I'm hey, why not? Let's go for it. Let's do it. Hey. Let's give it to us, man. Let's explore Let's more go. of that story. There's also room. There's also rumors that they're going to do sort of a sort of a Godfather two approach and have like young Lando and old Lando at the same time because there's a rumor that Billy D. Williams is also supposed to be in the show. And that they're going to explore him more following the events of the rise oh, yeah. of Skywalker. So I wonder if we might have a simultaneous story working with him and his younger self as Donald Glover running running simultaneous in the story, which would be really really oh, cool man. to see. Fire. As a matter of fact, so so far, yeah, um, I'm excited, man. Yeah, can't wait. Um, yeah, you know, we've already got uh, the news about the Obi Wan series too, and so uh, those two yep. things put together. I think, of course, with the Mandalorian season two coming. Um, I think Star Wars fans are in a great spot right now. Absolutely, man. Stuff to look forward to for sure. Some great Star Wars content. Disney Plus has uh, made another, huh, another. I don't even know what to make of this announcement. This is changing things in the movie industry. Um, Mulan is foregoing its theatrical release and will go straight to Disney Plus. And it will be released for the retail price of $29.99 in addition to a Disney Plus subscription, which costs $6.99 per month um, if you're paying the, the full retail price. So you can only watch this movie if you have Disney Plus, and then you also have to pay an additional $29.99 to watch the movie. Thus, if you there buy the movie, you will always have access to it. It's not just a run, one-time rental. Uh, it won't expire. You'll always have access to it as long as you have a Disney Plus subscription. But uh, yeah, man, this is um, this is interesting in the world of COVID-19. We've seen a lot of movies that were supposed to be released theatrically this year go straight to VOD, such as Trolls World Tour. We talked about the drama behind that. Uh, I know recently the tax collector that was supposed to come out in theaters that that came out to VOD Capone earlier What's this the movie summer. With, uh, Tracy Ellis uh, Ross. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That, that I didn't see it too. Yeah, the, is that the rhythm? That's not the rhythm. No, I'm thinking of another movie. Anyway, a lot of movies were supposed to come out in theaters and went straight to VOD. Mulan is the latest victim um, of that. It won't have a theatrical release. I honestly am mm-hmm. disappointed. This was a movie I was. 
looking forward to seeing yeah. on the big screen. I was willing to wait for mm-hmm. it and see it in all its glory. It cost two hundred million to make, which is you know a huge, huge spectacle yeah. and features a predominantly you know uh, Asian mm-hmm. cast. Um, so. A lot of a lot of disappointing things there, but they are also making it available to to people um, as soon as possible to come out September fourth, Labor Day weekend. Um, and as disappointed as I am, I gotta say this is a great bargain yeah. for families as a whole twenty nine ninety nine because they would typically spend like over a hundred bucks going to the movies. Um, but I gotta ask, man, are you planning to buy Mulan on Disney Plus for twenty nine ninety nine? Probably, but. I mean, it's one. It's what we do. <laughs> we just we we, we watch movies. Very true. Um, but also, other than that, I'm a really big Mulan fan too. Um, so if it's available and I can go watch it, that's just probably just what I'm going to go do. <laughs> I'm just going to go watch it. Um, it's but I will say this is a very bittersweet thing, as you mentioned. I'm I'm really disappointed we can't see this in theaters. Um, part of me doesn't. Uh, I don't agree with the double paywall. Um, at the thirty dollar price line, mm-hmm. maybe if it was twenty, it would make sense mm-hmm. and add up to your Disney Plus subscription to be thirty. But thirty plus a Disney Plus subscription is a little wild. Um, cause part a part of that also is um you gotta think about low income families, bro, who would have still taken the time to go see this movie. Um, that still aren't going to look for a disney plus subscription you know like they they might have taken the time mm-hmm. and the money to go see it in theaters no matter how much it costs but they're not looking for a disney plus subscription and they'll some people will be forced in a hard time if they really want to to have to go get go through this double paywall oh i got my disney plus subscription oh now i can go buy mulan and it's that it's that double paywall that that frustrates me a little bit but it's also the idea yeah. of the cultural significance of this film um kind of being put somewhat in a box but it's it's so weird because you can tell how much you can still tell how much Disney values, how much uh, they're missing out on too at the same time. So it's weird. It's a weird situation. Like I don't, part of me doesn't get it at all. Why not just wait? But but part of me also yeah. gets I guess testing this model where it's like it's like yeah. a very popular movie and this is probably the only movie right now that you could test this with, like. You, you, they could have tried yeah. with New Mutants, but it's not as big of a movie, you know. They're trying to like test mm-hmm. a blockbuster inside of in, inside of Disney Plus, and they're trying to see what it's like. And so, from it, just in case we we are, we are, we are we do have to be like this for a long time, you know. And so, in in that way, you know, it feels weird because I'm I'm sad that um, we don't have to. People aren't being forced to go to the movies to see um, this age, big Asian representation on screen, and that's that's the part that hurts me uh, a lot as well. So. It's bittersweet. For sure. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a huge moment. Uh, unfortunately, this is just pure prediction. I don't, you know, know for sure. I don't think the movie's going to be all that successful with this model, mm-hmm. to be honest. I, I think I think the double paywall, is it, it's... It's gonna probably throw a lot of people off. Even though there's a there's a shit ton of people that already have mm-hmm. Disney Plus, like they already have sixty million yeah. subscribers. You know, um, so you have a large fan base of people who are already paying for it, and then they would you know chuck up the extra thirty here. But I just I don't know. I have a weird feeling that. Like, for me, I think if this movie, if the world were still, you know, normal, if this movie was released when it was supposed to be, and if it was a good movie, probably be another billion-dollar hit yeah. on their hands. 
I don't think they're going to make anywhere near that. I think that they'll make a good chunk of change mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but I don't, I don't think that they can come close to, to, to the potential of what yeah. they could have made, but I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. And maybe shit, if all 60 million subscribers chucked up that, that is, $30, wow. I mean, <laughs> you're looking at a lot of fucking money and they don't have to split that revenue yeah. with movie theaters or distribute distributors mm-hmm. at that point. So, We'll see um, what it looks like. I'm still going back and forth as to whether or not I'll buy it because you know how you and I are. That we we know the that physical they're coming copy, out with 4K. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the physical copy is going to be thirty dollars, and I could and just wait both. a couple months for that and get both, get a digital yeah. and a physical. You know, so I'm just like, ah, goddamn. So we'll see, we'll see how it does. But uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see the results and see how much yeah. it may change future theatrical plans for for a lot of movies. Sure. So we'll see. Um, Next up, man, we got to talk about this Fresh Prince reboot happening. What? So we know we live in a time where everything is being rebooted, reimagined, remade. Everything is unfortunately just like being revisited. But I got to say, this this has me interested and intrigued. Uh, We just found out that there will be a Fresh Prince reboot, uh, really a reimagining that's uh, taking a look at the series and that story through a dramatic yeah. lens. And so it won't be a comedy. It won't be a sitcom. This is going to be a dramatic story. And it's based off of that viral, that viral uh, trailer that, that, that dropped on YouTube yep. about a year ago that uh, just did crazy numbers. And it even got the attention of Will Smith. I remember he, uh, he made a whole video reacting to it. Uh, and it's a good trailer for sure. It actually, it gets you, it gets you really intrigued of the idea of like a dramatic telling of this story about a kid from West Philly growing up in a you know uh, 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 you know a neighborhood that isn't the best for him and his mom sends him off to live with his family in this you know rich neighborhood in Bel Air um, so yeah it's actually moving forward it's going to be a real show um, and Will Smith is also attached as an executive producer so this is getting his sign off he's a part of this show um, and certainly we know the Fresh Prince is one of the most iconic black right. sitcoms ever so I think that this is going to get a lot of attention when it comes out eventually uh but i was i was i was actually you know i would typically be hesitant for this type of news because i don't i don't like how many reboots we're getting but for this particular show and looking at that trailer and what they did if it keeps that same tone i actually might be on board with this uh what, what did oh, you think so, about it i mean i agree with that 100 percent. usually i'm like another reboot why another reboot why but mm-hmm. i have to ask people to give this this one's different it's instantly different right it's not a comedy it's a drama um of what yeah. we seen it's crazy because mm-hmm. so uh the director morgan cooper and the creator again from kansas city <laughs> um actually know people in the original trailer like it's crazy watching it um yeah actually wow. know people in in the trailer it's like dang this dude's really from the city like let's go um yeah and so i'm, I'm of course i'm really proud of him and um, i'm gonna support this you know 100 percent um to see where 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 morgan can take this um I think it's going to be good. Like you said, Will signed off on it. It's crazy because you, you can tell the original trailer, uh, Coop never, he never intended for this to happen. Like, he just wanted, yeah. you know what I mean, to make some art. He's like, what if I dramatized yeah. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and just named it Bel-Air? And he did that. And he made the art he wanted to make. And now it's becoming an actual show. Like, I'm pretty sure no, he never thought that was going to happen. There's no way. And so right. it's cool to see, um, you know, this 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 success uh, being birthed, you know, from just a small idea. And I'm, yeah. So totally, we'll see what happens. I think I think it'll be decent. I think it'll be good. Yeah, 
I hope so, man. I definitely think it's a it's a cool concept, like you said, and the fact that they're mm-hmm. reimagining it and it's gonna be a different genre, that makes it different enough, but still somewhat familiar. So definitely hope to see um mm-hmm. see what that looks like. Um Knots and Crosses, uh, a British TV show, man. This is this is different. This is sort of a alternative history show. Uh, that sort of reimagines the world and asks the question, what if Africa actually colonized Europe? Um, I have not gotten a chance to take take a look at the show, but based off of that premise, yeah, I want to see this just shit. A trailer Absolutely. Right now. It's, just a trailer. it's not out yet, uh, but it will be. Yeah. And yep, I'm look, I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> what would is everything right. Wakanda? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. Every, like, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see what that looks like. But yeah. Um, and when I get my hands on the trailer, I put it up uh, on our uh, Two Black Nerds page. So go check it out there. Absolutely, definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Black Clover, some, some anime, anime news, news right here. Yeah, we gotta just, talk about. Um, yeah, I, I do this thing where I watch a regular TV show, then an anime, then a regular TV show, and an anime. So the last anime I just finished is Black Clover, and uh, just want to talk about a little bit um, how different of an anime it is. It's a your regular Shonen Jump, right? Shonen Jump being your whole world of Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, One Piece. Um, but Black Clover is, um, somewhat of a, it's a medieval, uh, magic and dungeons, uh, tale kind of of, um, actually, uh, the main character doesn't have any magic. It's a world with magic. Almost everyone has magic, but this one kid who, uh, wants to, um, help kind of change his kingdom or be a leader of his kingdom doesn't have magic. And he's trying to become something called, mm-hmm. um, uh, the Magic King, who pretty much is like, I don't know, he oversees the kingdom's defenses with magic. It's what they do. And, but it's like low-key like the king of the kingdom. Like they're not, but he is. And so uh, the reason I want to talk about this because this is one of the few anime I've ever watched where um, they talk about being poor. Uh, and it's, mm, okay. it's the main character and his best friend who are... Um, they're kind of like rivals, but they're still best friends slash brothers. They both grew up as orphans in this house. Um, they were dropped in front of this church on the same night, uh, this and that. And they grew up together. One, the, His brother has magic. He doesn't. And so um, it's pretty much this tale of them chasing uh, the, the, the magic kingdom. But like I said, they grew up as orphans. They are poor. They eat the same meal every day. Like all they all they do is eat potato wow. they call them tatoes <laughs> in the in the in the show but all they do is eat uh growing up all they have potatoes every night because they're poor and they live pretty much in the church um essentially is what it is mm-hmm. and this is honestly one of the first times i've ever seen a show um i guess touch on uh the caste system of <laughs> of poverty versus royalty and i thought it was uh one of the best aspects of the show honestly when they when they when the um when they uh, the main character Asta and his um and his brother Yuno, when they get to the city, everyone keeps calling them peasant, this and that. And it's crazy to see how I, I just thought about it in, in other anime. It's always maybe the power versus the powerless, or you're weaker, or this and that. But it's or it's never been about bro, you broke, you ain't got no money. And I, I love how this right. this anime addresses it um in both subtle and not so subtle ways. And so it's crazy to see how um. Yeah, it's crazy to see how, you know, that that plays out, um, how sometimes the poorest people kind of end up, you know, sometimes being the strongest, but people don't believe them because they're poor. It's, yeah. it's like they don't care because exactly. where they came from. And, you know, one of the, the main things is like, 
I don't care where I come from. I'm still going to be the strongest, you know, this and that. Um, so I thought that was really dope. Uh, it's a really cool show. Um, it's not amazing. Don't get me wrong. It's not like a 10 out of 10. But it is a decent anime to watch um, that I will say uh, has a couple cliches of your regular Shonen Jump anime. But there's enough differences um, to appreciate the anime. Um, but I like it. I like it. It's a good time, man. So, yeah. Well, it's dope to, you know hear at least some of that subject matter that mm-hmm. that's being addressed in that show um is like you say it's different enough than other things right. that are out there because uh, I, I don't think you typically see stories and hear stories of obviously people that uh that you know come from low-income backgrounds of that nature especially especially in the world of anime so that's yeah. it's that's so, very it so accurate sure. to real world where you know there's such a, yeah. a hierarchy which i've even found out People will ask you what school you go to. If you don't go to an Ivy League or some well-known yeah. school in California, <laughs> then you you know you right. people will sometimes look at you different depending on where they have come from themselves. And so it was even um, even you can run for president nowadays and not utter a word about the poor. You know you could you could literally mm-hmm. not talk about anything about um, trying you know trying to enrich the poor. And so. Uh, it was it was great to see you know on a show um, like that. For sure, for sure, man. So definitely, definitely sounds like a definitely a, a, something to check out and something that's really interesting. Uh, we we definitely got to uh, address some some video Damn. game news um, and some things that are out now. Uh, you, I know you've been you've been going oh, yeah. going ham on the video games lately, and I've been also seeing. <laughs> I've been seeing like a lot of my timeline talk about some of these things. I'm actually kind of jealous because I, mm-hmm. you know, I want to play, I want to play a couple of these games, and I ain't gotten around to it. But yeah, man, let's let's talk about uh, the Last Ooh, of Us Two, wee. which has gotten uh, a lot a lot of discussion around that video game yeah. in particular, and just like how good so, it is. Um, so Last of Us One was people said as a classic, right? Instantly, this game is amazing. Um, it's one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, hot take last of us 2 is one of the greatest also one of the greatest games of all time possibly even better than the first a lot of people are gonna hate me for that but last of us 2 is possibly better than the first um there's a lot of controversy around this game um about a couple months before the game came out there were some leaks um around the story uh line of the game Mm. that people did not like at all and i actually stayed away from those leaks on purpose because i knew it 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 might taint my Mm -hmm. vision of the game and i think uh, reading something and playing something is two completely different things because video games put you into a world that reading it just can't put you in. And I will, this game is 10 out of 10. Last of Us 2, um, I already know it's going to be up for game of the year this year, one of the games of the year this year. And yeah. I'm interested to see if it wins or not uh, because that, I think that will sh- shut a lot of the haters up. But this game is phenomenal. And part of the reason why I think a lot of people, um, don't enjoy some of the the character choices in this game is um some of it is the what's the word i don't know if the modernization of the is the word but the um there's things that happen in the game where the main character um we are we we kind of already knew from the trailer but she's gay right there's a another character in the movie or in the movie it might as well be a movie that's how amazing it was there's another character in the game that is um uh trans and so that character okay, yeah. is part of a group where um being trans is looked down upon and they have mm-hmm. to flee but what's crazy about this character they're only like 13 
And so there's actually wow. so much happening in this video game that and so many different yeah. dynamics that makes it really, really, really good. Um, of course, there's more stuff from the previous game that's, that uh, turns over into this game. But even if you haven't or can't play the game or won't, you need to go to YouTube and just watch. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you actually it. don't have yeah. to watch too much gameplay. Just watch Honestly, the cutscenes, they're that good. They're that beautiful. Yeah. They're that amazing. And this game delivered pretty much checking all the boxes for a 10 out of 10 game for me. Um, so check out Last of Us 2. It is a, just a phenomenal piece of art. Um, they're actually coming out with a multiplayer soon for Last of Us 2 um, coming to, coming to mm-hmm. PlayStation. And so there's <clears throat> still more to look forward to. But with that being said, it's just, yeah. Uh, again, a lot of people are gonna be mad at me. That's ten out of ten, bro. I think it might be better than the first. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also know that they're. You know, you said it could be a movie. We know that they're working on the HBO show. They're adapting Indeed it for an are. HBO show. So, I mean, if 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 one and two are both, you know, damn near certified classics, then the the, the bar is gonna be sky high, even for that. You know, that 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 adaptation into into right. television as well. But uh, yeah, man, I definitely I plan on watching those cutscenes myself at some point too because I've heard hey, I just heard so many. So many it, things about it, it you know, and just like gaming at yeah. its finest. It really is. Yeah, yeah, top level, man. That's that's amazing, man. And it's another amazing game coming out that I'm seeing a ton of people play right oh. now that I've been hearing about. Ghost of yeah, Tsushima so is also oh, going crazy this right as now. As we speak, like, was playing yesterday, probably going <laughs> to play today, playing it as we speak. Yeah. Uh, right. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous looking game. Um, I will say, well, the, the story is great, the story is amazing. Um, the only thing that's wrong with it is some of the AI stupid. Like, there's some uh, mm. there's some some stealth that can be um, uh, in the in the game, and you'll find AI like just like staring at walls sometimes, or like you'll okay. walk by one of them and be like, oh shit, I walk by him, but they still won't see you for some reason, or like there's, yeah. there's some dumb AI stuff. But other than that, it's phenomenal, bro. There's a lot of fan service around Japanese culture. You know, not trying to like uh, serve up Japanese culture as a product, but some of us do just love the uh, how rich you know Japanese culture is, and there's a lot of cool things surrounding samurai, and uh, you know, it's 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 a really cool world to be in, um, especially if you're a nerd, man. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so another great game that actually also might be up for game of the year. Um, I would right. Oh yeah, I'd probably give Ghost of Tsushima probably about a nine out of ten. Um, versus my Last of Us 10 okay. out of 10, but uh, we'll see, man. Um, an- again, another really good game, and multiplayer is also coming to Ghost of Tsushima too uh, later this year. Yep. Uh oh. About last week, That's they dope. released a, uh, a multiplayer trailer, which this is crazy because this is not a game that we expect to get any kind of multiplayer from. Um, exactly. Uh, rather, as uh, opposed to um, Last of Us, where the first one did have a multiplayer, and then they're, uh, now they're adding to, to Last of Us too. So, but Ghost of Tsushima, look, of course, first of its kind. It looks as though it's only single player, and they're adding multiplayer to the game, which should be hella fun. Uh, apparently, you can play as different samurai types. There's like the Ronin and the you know all kind of uh, different samurai types. You'll be able to play with your friends. So I think it's gonna be super tight uh, yeah. to get on there. And you know, do some some samurai shit with your friends. 
Yeah, man. That sounds amazing for sure. Definitely. Definitely been seeing so many like screen shares and people playing that That's game beautiful. on like Twitter and stuff like that. Beautiful. Just, like, seeing, yeah, like the, 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 the art and art direction and just the, the whole design of it just looks spectacular. Like they, they really use the full capabilities of, of the yeah. PS4, you know, to, to bring that to life. So it looks, it looks incredible. And we got another game, one more game to talk about that it, it technically isn't out yet, but we've actually, you know, had a beta that's come out that we've been able to play uh, Marvel's sure. Avengers game. Which has been, you know, been out there. Uh, we've we've known about this game for quite some time, uh, you know, and it's actually coming out really soon here uh, in a couple of weeks over Labor Day weekend. It'll officially be out and available, but they've released the beta for people to uh, take advantage of, and I think it's uh it's been a few hours of gameplay that they've actually released. Um, I haven't played it, but I've watched a lot of videos and walkthroughs mm-hmm. of people playing it. I'm gonna wait until it comes out to play it, but I know you've actually got, oh, gotten yeah. your hands on it uh, to play the beta. Um, I, but you know, I mean, I guess from like what I've seen so far, like it's it, it's it's gonna be a different you know type of superhero game, and I've seen like comparisons that 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 uh, the people have made to like other things and the fighting mechanisms and the different characters and how you're gonna play with them and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But uh, also realizing that there's gonna be so much more to yeah. come out, obviously with the game, and we know multiplayer is gonna be a big part of it as well. Uh, but you know it looks it looks pretty decent so far. I'm interested to see to see what comes of it. Uh, I mean, some of the things that. I know that they released in the beta, like we saw a lot of stuff with uh, Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan. Mm-hmm. We saw some stuff there. We saw some stuff with uh, Incredible oh, yeah. Hulk and and also uh, uh, Iron Man mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, a lot a lot of stuff to take advantage of there. But what what were your thoughts when you actually got your hands? Oh, on I had to a play great it? time. Um, the beginning sequence uh, around the bridge and A Day um, that you've seen in the trailer and stuff mm-hmm. like that is really uh, epic. It's really fun. Um, the the rest yeah. of the beta never lived up to those moments, but I think they did that on purpose. Like I think they do have some things down the line for the actual game that you'll be able to play that do live up to those moments, um, like the beginning um, of the beta. But it was five hours of a lot of fun. Uh, me and my cousin got to the point where we could play multiplayer, and uh, you, there's about ten missions actually that you could play. It was actually a quite a big beta. Oh wow! Yeah, I, pl- I played it yeah. pretty much a whole day and never ran out of content. Uh, but I mean, we we did run out. We did finish it, but it was pretty much the whole day. Um, but it was yeah. really fun, actually. So a lot of things were smooth, more smooth than I expected them to be. There are some bugs in there. Mm. There are some potential worries about uh, what might become repetitive down the line, given if that this is their clean cut direction. But because it's a beta, I don't want to put too much in the repetitive bucket. Um, as long as they fix a yeah. lot of these bugs, right now I'm I'm pretty excited for this game. It's already pre-ordered for me. Um, it's really fun. I can't wait to get all four people in the lobby playing. Every character was fun. All right, yeah. this sounds crazy, but I was playing like uh Black Widow the whole time. She is fun as hell. I I actually heard she's one of the she's better so characters fun, to play as. Though. I she is yeah. so fun. Also, uh. Which that that's that's unexpected, right? Like that she would be like Bro, one of the MVPs expect, out of the you know, gameplay. Powers to have a good, to have fun, but uh, the beta the beta never gives yeah. you Thor. Um, so you only so you only have okay. Malakon, Hulk, uh, Black Widow, and um, Iron Man. Yep, Iron you know, Man. Like, everybody okay. is super fun, but I just found myself playing with Black Widow more. Yeah. Uh, Hulk is also a great. He's everything you think he is, like. You're jumping, bro, jumping <laughs> off walls. You can pick up people and just slam them around. Like, yeah. every, it's it's just really a good time. Um, I hope, as, as long as they fix 
the bugs that were a lot of people seeing, you know, in different, as you'll see in different beta reviews of the game, um, which I think when I got yeah. to it, it had already been a couple betas. So they had already fixed quite a bit. Um, but I think yeah. even from this beta going on to the full launch of the game, I think they, I think they got some good stuff on their hands, man. I think it's going to be a good time, especially um, in this time where we need more multiplayer co-op games, which apparently superheroes are just taking over because we're getting a Suicide Squad game, a Batman, a Arkham Knights game, and a, you know what I mean? Like we're yeah we're we're having a, a great time um, with these superhero uh, co-op games, and I think this is just going to be the beginning. Honestly, back to all the way back to Marvel Ultimate Alliance, all the way back to uh, uh, X Men Legends. Like I think I think we're about to yep. be potentially in a um a co-op renaissance because we it's actually the main thing that's been missing these past couple of years. Everything has been single player. This Sony, you know, PlayStation, uh, single player. That this this campaign is amazing, yeah. but only it's, it's only one player. So I think people have finally recognized that that age is cool, but it's okay to have both. And I think we're we're headed in a direction right. to where again you can hop online with your boys and just be some nerds. Honestly. <laughs> with with some of these co op games, so and I mean we also I, I, I'm sure you probably saw this the the leak of the future downloadable characters oh, huge that are going to be in the game and shit it, it's damn it's damn near every yeah. Avenger ever like it, it's pretty much every, everybody you would mm-hmm. want and expect like Doctor Strange Hawkeye uh, I think Black Scarlet Panther. Witch was in there uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther like. All the characters that you would yeah. want to play as, like those are going to be future DLC characters that they add on, and like just, I mean, again, like you just mentioned, just imagine like the co-op opportunities that you can have, like playing that, you know, with multiple people and people mm-hmm. that you know, like that. That'll just be yeah. fun as hell, you know. So it sounds like the beta is definitely a good experience. Like I liked what I saw, and you, you know, you like what you played, so. Like, you know, like you mentioned, if they can fix a few things, I mean, hopefully it's well received and we can get more of this, you know, in the future. Like you mentioned, that'll just be a great opportunity for people to engage with mm-hmm. that for sure. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely check out Avengers. It's come again. It comes out. Um, if you're a gamer, it comes out in a couple of weeks over later Labor Day weekend. You can pre-order it now. Um, it'll be available for both Xbox and PS4. Um, the last topic we got to talk about today, man, we just found out a couple of days ago. It was just announced the next versus battle Here. is coming up. Monica versus Brandy is okay. happening, um, and it's going to be taking place live from, this was interesting, the Tyler Perry Studios um, is where it's going to be held at, um, and it's actually it's actually going to be um, in person, you know, with both of them, I believe, are going to be there in person, and it's taking place on Monday, August 31st at 8 p.m. Eastern, and of course, you can find that on both Instagram and Apple yeah. Music. I mean, people have been asking for this ever since yep. versus started, right? Like I people one wanted Monica and Brandy to face off. Uh, it makes sense. It adds up. Like they shouldn't face no one else um, except each other. Um, I think. I think this is great for the culture mm-hmm. for sure, just because people wanted this and. It's actually amazing to see that they both agreed yeah. to do it. You know, I think that that's even a, a testament to to the fact that like they're doing this for the culture. They know that this is like an excellent moment, and I'm also glad it's happening. That like Versus kind of got their shit together. Like they got the studio mm-hmm. space now. You know that they typically do it from. They're not doing just like traditional IG live uh, where there were 
plenty of tech issues. I mean, we know we know about Teddy Riley oh, and Babyface. Like that was a whole fucking snafu. <laughs> um, but they got their stuff together. They got you know pro- a professional crew in studio settings, and the people are there together. Um, some of these later ones have been that I think that's benefited. You know, like DMX and Snoop Dogg. That was like great. Rick Ross and Two Chains was like cool, but they were a little too laid back. So I think there's been like hits mm-hmm. and misses there. But overall, like Monica and Brandy, that's a that's a stellar matchup. That's gonna be amazing, and I know a ton of people are gonna tune in, uh, tune oh, in yeah, to see I'm that ready one. For it. Although I don't see Monica coming out on this on top. If we're really talking about verses, but <laughs> I think it's gonna be really good though. Still, nonetheless, I I love Monica. Brandy just has more hits. It's just the simple fact. It's she does. She but definitely about, does. Think, yeah, especially if they're going oh, 2020. Yeah, they're going 2020. But I think it's just about having a great time. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, Monica. You still got them bangers in there. Don't get me wrong. You still gonna get a nice chunk of change out of Monica. Um, so I'm ready to see it, man. I think it's gonna be a party that night. Um, you know, I'll probably make a playlist out of this one too, as a different Nelly, Ludacris, and uh, Erica Badu, Jill Scott. True. You know, so I'm with it. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, let us know who you think is going to win, Monica or Brandy, who's going to take it. Um, but definitely tune in again Monday, August 31st. This will be happening live from the Tyler Perry Studios. And that's all we got for this yep. episode, man. That was, again, jam-packed. There was so much to get man. into. So much happened over these past, past few weeks uh, between the world of movies and television and video games and anime and everything under the sun. But, again, we always appreciate y'all checking in um, and rocking with us. We know we've been on hiatus for a while, but we wanted to make sure we had a substantial episode to talk to y'all about all of these latest um, breaking news and developments in the world of uh, black entertainment and pop culture all over the place. But, again, appreciate y'all and thank y'all for, for tuning in to us of course you can always follow us on social media instagram twitter at two black nerds we're always trying to push out the newest trailers and the newest news so definitely just keep up with us and yeah we'll be we'll be back again next time when we got man, more to talk about it was a long month of man what is going on there's nothing we have no movies <laughs> we have august was crazy but yeah, yeah for sure so much um has happened these past couple weeks we had to get on here and talk about it um i appreciate y'all hey thanks also for everyone tuning into the last two black nerds movie night we watched princess mononoke uh we had one, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, a yeah, studio yeah. ghibli classic uh it was really good um i think i uh, will figure it out but we'll, we'll have uh of course more two black nerds movie nights in the future so be ready uh yep. to, to tune in for those but thank you so much for again listen to another episode of two black nerds where we're too black too nerdy and we out Peace. i'm the people's champ my chain light up like a lamp because now i'm back with the camp i'm crawling similar to an ant because i'm low to the earth people's feelings get hurt when they figure out what i'm worth i got 84s poking out at the club i'm showing out i'm a player ain't no doubt hoes want to know what i'm about biggest diamonds off in my mouth princess cuts all in my chain wood grain all in my range dripping stains when i switch lanes switch the name it's still the same switch a house or switch a blast mike jones he running the game and magnificent by this cash michael watts he made me hot hard work to me to the top g dash to me to the lot he wrote a check and bought a drop i got the internet going nuts but t ferris got my back so now i'm holding my nuts it's power wow baby what you know about me i'm on that five nine south lead baby holla at me Do you